Uh, this is our third double feature episode before the Halloween season comes to an end. It's our last one. So we are doing uh, Shaun of the Dead and Candyman. Uh, this is Nod Your Head and Listen, where for about an hour and a half, two hours, we kind of dissect movies, often movies that we've watched and rewatched growing up. Um, but we've been getting more and more into movies that we have not seen. And honestly, there's a lot I didn't remember. Uh, there's a lot, yeah, that I did not remember about both of these movies. But um, we can get right into it. Shaun of the Dead, basically, I'm not trying to belittle it because it's not belittling, but I don't think. But it's, it's kind of, I mean, obviously the name is kind of spoofing Dawn of the Dead. And that's pretty much what it's doing is a British version of kind of the zombie craze. But it's not just like one of those stupid, uh, you know, whatever, epic movies, all that kind of stuff. Like it's got way more substance than that. But that's the general idea. Or go look it up on IMDb if you don't know what it's about. But we can get right into it. Um, dinner and a movie. Uh, Brad, this is your choice. So, or your pick, I mean. So if you want to start? I have a decent amount. Yeah, they they uh, had they had a good bit of they had a good bit of food. So um, I have a decent amount. So if y'all if y'all want, we can name a couple at a time. Um, yeah. ob- the obvious one is the strawberry cornetto, um, because as y'all probably oh, know. It, it and now the reason I know that is I I looked it up. I know I they gonna, I know the point you're about to make. Yeah, ahead, Mandy, just... Mandy and I watched this because we both like it a lot and quoted a good bit. But um um, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, and then of course Shaun of the Dead's leading it off make up the three flavors Cornetto trilogy that Edgar Wright uh, directed <clears throat> and that all star um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And so it does specifically, sh- it does say on there, it is a strawberry Cornetto, which is like a, um, a drumstick kind of. Yeah. Um, the, the I've seen them in thing. stores. I don't know if they're called Cornettos here, but I've seen the exact. Oh, okay. Cone. I mean, I, 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 I okay. I, I got think you. they're I, just like dumb, uh, what is it? Drumsticks. Drum, drum, drumstick. Yeah. But like, but they have like the ones that are like covered in chocolate with like the peanuts on top. And then they have these that look exactly like, they did the movie. I somehow I never noticed those strawberry. I always thought it was chocolate. I guess well, they said like enough. I don't remember what the world's end does, but this was strawberry for blood, and then the the um, hot oh yeah, because he gets red on them. Oh no, that's the pen. So I don't um, know. Okay. But yeah, so they have that. They have that going. So I did a strawberry. I'll, I'll do a couple of them. That's okay, just because there's a lot. But strawberry mm-hmm. corn, the strawberry cornetto, um, and then I've also got peanuts that they eat later on. Um, um, so that was referenced sarcastically and then comically later on they they end up having to actually eat peanuts while they're holed up in the winchester yeah i put drumsticks i did not know that i thought that's what it was so i was really confused when you said the obvious one was strawberry whatever i'm like what the hell i only that? got so, that when i was looking for behind the scenes stuff is when i actually i i, I had the ice cream I, I, down but i didn't have the what? name of it until i saw that it was in all three movies <laughs> Well, I liked how. What's the yeah. third movie? What's the third movie considered? The World's, World's End, End, probably. I still they ever saw that. I was honestly thinking, are they talking about the Run, Fat Boy Run, or whatever? It was. I couldn't remember what his other third movie would have been. Um, obviously, it's seen Hot Fuzz, but I, yeah, I'm not familiar as much with that one. I might not have seen it at all. Ed, Ed does say it, but he says it like really groggily when he's hungover. He's like, "You want anything from the shop?" He's like, "Cornetto," but he does. He does kind of. He does just. Oh, I said I know what that was. I should have looked it up. Um, yeah. Okay, I was lost on that. When, yeah, when Sean uh, gets his diet coke, you know, when he's starting to try to get his life together, he's he reaches for the regular coke, and he's like, "No, nah, diet coke. I'm gonna really get my act together here." And he grabs Ed as, and he grabs Ed the Cornetto. 
my own, my, my own account drum stickers one even though I know it's the same thing but that was my lack of research I guess but I also put a toast a toasty by John or John will give you a toasty or something is what he says whenever they're talking about having a dinner at the Winchester I don't know what a toasty is um it, like is it a piece of like toast like bread um I don't know uh or I'm just completely oblivious like the yeah the drum the drumstick or or dumbstick as eric was about to call it um the yeah toasty i don't know what that means but they talked about that so eric can go ahead okay more bar food they mentioned hog lumps which are pork rinds and they need to be thrown at your face <laughs> and then i got i got that one yeah um pie specifically meat pie i have more on this oh, in a later category <laughs> It was I just mentioned. It, it was just mentioned in. <clears throat> in mind. I, I'll I'll bring it up again in, in another. No, category. I think this. Is, I mean, again, if y'all, I think this is good to do when we have a lot of some of the categories. Just there's so many like bar things that I kind of just. I mean, toasty off is of, toasty is like a toasted cheese, like a grilled. I actually cheese. didn't have toasty, so okay. I think I have four more, but again, they were kind of all listed like back to back to back in one scene, so. Um, I'll do one more bar one and then one kind of random one if we're doing the snake thing and doing two at a time. Uh, Mini Cheddars was they, the bag that they're talking about and there's yep. still one more, but I'll leave that one for Brad or Eric. Um, and then at the right. very end, at oh. the very end, Liz is talking about what they're going to do that day and she says something about a roast. So I'm going to, I put a roast. Oh, I missed that. Brad, I think it's back to you. So yeah, I have a Twiglets. I think one of y'all said hog lumps, right? Eric did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay, my, my bad. And obviously, I've got pint of beer and then a tea. The options with tea are either no sugar or two sugars because Sean has his a couple of different ways. Mm -hmm. I put that. Yeah, and then obviously, obviously the diet coke if you're getting your if you're um getting your life getting your life together. I miss that. I miss the diet coke. I did too. Um, um I think. To finish off the bar ones, I think you got you guys said mini cheddars and twiglets. Correct. Yep. And peanuts actually. So I actually only had one more was nibbles. <laughs> oh, okay. Again, it was just uh what's his name? <clears throat> the glasses guys yelling at all the foods they can eat. He lists all four of them off like back to back yeah. to back to back. Daffs. I, I went back and like had subtitles on A because it's not <laughs> yeah, and like, all right, he said nibbles. All right, now he said mini cheddars. All right, now he said twiglets. Yeah, I did that too, and I still missed that one somehow. But yeah, I looked, I, I was kept writing Daffs, and I was like, what is his name? And I looked it up, and it's apparently a nickname That's for what da she David. Him. But it's it was, David yeah. is his name. Yeah, I was like, Daffs? Her, her okay. I think, girlfriend's I think, nickname was yeah, Daft. I, I think, I, I think only Diane calls him that with the exception of Sean or Ed, like mockingly one time. But yeah, I think mm. only Diane yeah. says that. I think that's correct. Um, and I only have two left. One of them, I don't know if I was misunderstanding like a British term, if it was like a you know cultural thing that I'm missing, but uh, one of them was just mentioned, but Sean's mom says, you know, offers some sandwiches. She doesn't say what kind. So I'm kind of reaching on that one, but that's, you know, that's where we're at. And then at the very end, uh, on top of Liz saying uh, to make a roast or have a roast, she says, do we want to get the Sundays? I don't know if that means Sunday paper um or get some sundays and they misspelled it on the on the on the subtitle i was like i don't think it was sunday with an e i think it was sunday oh. paper but i put a question mark by it because i was like maybe was I'm the day of the week sunday do we know they didn't they didn't say but i don't know it felt like a sunday you know just because they were kind of having like a, a lazy day i know that can be saturday I, I or you know. that meant, i think that means means the sunday paper but that is a, probably 
I didn't think they were going to be like, let's get he some was Sundays and come. No. Going to go to work that day, wasn't he, though? Uh, I'm, I was so focused apparently on the road. He's dressed in a tie. Was, so, oh, that is true. I, I mean, think, I think, uh, and I don't think, like had, I don't think he had red on him that time. So that's good. Although, wait, no. But he, but he what woke up job? on. A, he worked like an electronics store. Like that would be something to be open on the weekend, right? He didn't work yeah. like. Well, he worked. Well, he worked on the. Didn't he work on the weekend? The first time when he, whenever his like roommate was complaining, and he says, "What day does he say it was?" He says, "Like it's Sunday." Oh. He says it's Saturday, and he says, "No, it's Sunday or or it's Sunday. Oh. It's Monday." It was like there. He was off a day because he, he felt. They, they felt, had partied until the wee hours of Sunday. Well, I'm saying that's what they they could he could he have done that Saturday. right before he could have done that right before the scene with Liz. So he could have been dressed from his clothes from the day before. But more than likely, because he's getting his act together with Liz, he probably didn't sleep in his clothes or, you know, his work clothes and all that. So more than likely, yeah, he's they're getting to read some, you know, they're supposed to have a comfortable day together. And I think getting the Sunday paper is what it meant. But that's why I put a question mark, because I was like, I don't think it's a misspelling. But just in case I'm missing something, I'm going to put it down. So that's all I have for dinner. So uh, I think Eric is next and Brad can go after that. I'm done with dinner. Oh, Brad, you're done. No, that that was actually that was actually all that I had. So I feel Sorry, like if we were voting on it, we'd probably be much saying the oh. the I think the bar food, like the the nibbles and the whatever. I know the the drumstick type thing is like iconic for the apparently the unofficial like trilogy of them. Oh but I yeah, like, I would, I would I definitely think get one. I would Google how to make a strawberry cornetto and like and definitely make sure I had uh, an authentic. No, one. I think you can stop like the vibe one, of the If movie. you're watching this movie, I think you do beer food because the whole yes. thing is or bar. Food, oh bar yeah, food, I, yeah, I agree, I agree. But I'm saying you would you would need to have a cornetto or or like if you, you settle for a drumstick, that's fine. But you definitely because that's the name of the trilogy. I was, but I think that that could be in England versus America, like. I don't think those exist like, over here, but they look exactly like the drumsticks. They, they do. There was even like a comparison so I think, video. So yeah, I, I think they're the exact same thing. They just have a different name over here is my guess. Yes. I think if you did a strawberry drumstick, that would be okay. But you it definitely have to have a, a, that, that type of thing since that's the yeah their dessert of choice. You want to start behind the scenes, Brad? Yeah, I just I just wrote down I just wrote down one. I have a noticing that's kind of behind the scenes too. But um, what I thought was cool, I don't know if either one of y'all have watched the TV show Spaced, um, but that is, it. yeah, I think we might have watched like an episode or two. But anyway, I Edgar, a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. But Edgar Wright, the director of Shaun of the Dead and the whole trilogy, and uh, you know Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Baby Driver, a few other popular movies. He got his start with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in a 1999, I believe, like sci-fi comedy show called Spaced. And the way they recruited their zombie extras was from the fan website uh, called Spaced Out, which I just thought was like a cool way to do it because this ended up being a very popular movie, of course. And so they they were able to get the actual fans of their show where they gained popularity and were able to probably get some of the money to to budget this movie and so they had like actual fans of edgar wright and all these guys like get to be part of their movie and they recruited them from their their fan website i just thought that was like a a cool detail like people who were super enthusiastic and already fans of the three main people the director and the two stars the two main stars and they got it from the spaced website this the fan website i just thought that was a cool detail and a cool way to recruit people yeah, I'd never heard of space, so yeah, I'm completely lost in the whole. Uh, so I saw some a lot of the people I... in this movie were from it. Like I, I we, yeah, it, a lot I'm of pretty sure Yuli's got me on it, and we may watch a little bit. And I think I watched. Yeah, it was. 
it's, it's hard to get this, this the problem it doesn't it's not streaming except for maybe um Tubi or somewhere with ads you had it record i think you had it like on your dish recordings or something i think i, I, think I did because it's not, it's not streaming like you can't buy it you can watch it with ads which is still good but like the the dvds were like notoriously hard to get and out of print and so it, it that's why probably austin and a lot of people haven't heard of it is it's it is not an easy thing to like actually watch. Watch again. Ads are not that big of a deal, but even it was then, a long time ago. Right. It was, all these yeah, movies like coming up on 25 years and it wasn't a, it was kind of a cult British sitcom from 20 something years ago. It's not easy yeah. for us to watch. Right. And and it was very silly. It was definitely like a sci-fi. No, it, was it was funny. It was funny, but it was like Nick Frost had never acted. I don't before. think, I don't think Austin would like it. Whatever, um, but, I don't know. I'm kind of hit and miss with British comedy, so um, yeah, to I, just I lump lump it into a big category like that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would I would try it, but um, the one, I only have one, by the way. Uh, for I think we're kind of trying to keep it one or two behind the scenes, just to, yeah, yeah, because of the double feature. But uh, George Romero uh, apparently liked it so much that he asked Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright to be in Land of the Dead. Um, but that was yeah credited to IMDb there. But um yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Land of the Dead. I'm not like a huge Romero fan. Like I think his moves are fine. Um, but yeah, I don't think yeah, I've that, seen that one wasn't sequels. bad. It had it had Dennis Hopper in it. It was it was fine. His his I've original seen, was pretty good. I've seen Night of the Living Dead. Better on that. Well, Night of the Living Dead, the '60s one, and then the '90s, like the early '90s, like remake. I've seen both of those. Like Dawn of the Dead, I've seen the 04 version, strangely, but I think I might have seen the 70s one, but I'm, it doesn't look good to me. Like it looks very fake and the zombies don't look good. The blood looks fake. I'm like, and I don't know, like something doesn't never seem appealing about Dawn of the Dead, like the the original one when it's supposed to be like a cult classic, but I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it at some point if I, I if I have seen it, I've forgot most of it. It's a fun movie. I think I might like Day of the Dead better of the that original trilogy that oh, 80s no, with, uh, the 80s like why don't like i don't oh sorry go ahead no that, that was all i was gonna say i was gonna say the guy from seinfeld that elaine dates that um she likes him until he starts um she likes him when he loses weight in the hospital he's like one of the main oh that's so, day of the day i, th- I remember i should have seen that scene there's a few scenes uh, with yeah I, I remember seeing his face but I know it's a nitpicky thing, but I, I'm that way about like movie titles. And I just hate that it's called Night of the Living Dead. And then the sequels aren't called Dawn of the Living Dead and Day of the Living Dead or whatever. Like keep consistency, man. I don't know. I just hate that they like, they, I don't know, because dead is I'm such a generic admitting, term. I'm, I'm glad you admit how picky that is because that's very picky. I get sure. this point. I think you're Eric. I was like, I think it's nitpicky. Sure. It but is it's picky like, though. It's the same thing in the last little, the last title diatribe. I'm playing both here. sides. Thank you. Um, yes, that, was, that was good, Eric. Very good. But the, the only other one is the the Dark Knight one. We have Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. I don't like the inconsistency with the 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 names. It's a trilogy. Like either have all of them have the Dark Knight as like a foundational like term for the for the for the trilogy or have all three of them be something completely different. And I'm not I'm like a huge, actually I'm not at all a huge superhero fan or at all a superhero fan, but the Batman trilogies from from Nolan, I just wish they were called like Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then they could have called it like Gotham Rises because the, the whole thing was about the city coming together. And it was just, I thought it was dumb and inconsistent to have the Dark Knight as a term shoehorned in there when the, the original one wasn't called that. So it just felt really off balance. That's my, that's the end of mine. 
I probably lost whatever people were on my side, possibly, but on the first one that I went off on that, but I just had to get it off my chest. So that's it for titles Um, for now. (laughs) I had one behind the scenes that I I struggled to find it. So I just kind of picked this one. Then I actually found a better one. I thought, so I'll say both. The second one could technically fall under behind the scenes or just general notes. So I might just, if you're okay with me, I only have two notes because I've okay, seen yeah, this movie so much. I didn't really, so I might just seamlessly go from one to the other, if you're all right with that. Yeah. Um, one was Edgar Wright's mom apparently called him Pickle. That's why Sean, Sean's <laughs> mom called him Pickle. Again, wasn't too crazy about it, but most of the things I found, I maybe I just already knew, or I just didn't find that interesting. Um, and then the other one, which again, I'm going to say it's behind the scenes because it's technically not in the movie, but it seems more like a general note. Apparently Diane survived did y'all know that they cut it out of the movie but she Uh, you think kind of goes in expecting to kill herself essentially running in with his arm she survived um doesn't they cut it out of the movie but there's a feature on the dvd explaining that she fought her way through using david's severed leg climbed a tree hit up there surviving by eating david's leg so apparently she survived so david wasn't useless that's good yeah, he was not. He ended up not being useless. So I thought that was really weird. They just again, the way they they cut it, you're just like, okay, cool, she's dead. You assume most people are going to die in it, other than the main characters, anyways. So I didn't think much of it, but I came across that while looking for, um, uh, behind the scenes. So, yeah. but, and then general notes. Um, again, I didn't have anything until I was actually looking for. Um, behind the scenes stuff again and this came up and Brad I'm sure Brad knew this already and maybe even had this but when um, I'm blanking on their name Ed yeah Ed. right when yes. he's when he's going over their plan for the day to get Sean over the breakup he says bloody Mary first thing a bite at ki- a bite at the king's head a couple at the little princess stagger back here bang back at the bar for shots and that's for that's uh foreshadowing the entire movie of the first girl they see in the backyard is named mary mm. um the stepfather gets bitten in the head saving liz and her two friends pretending to be zombies and then the gun bite at the bar so i at least found that kind of interesting again i struggled on general notes because i've seen this movie so many times and semi recently so i wasn't catching I wasn't catching anything new just by watching it. I was pretty, pretty familiar with every part of it. Yeah, no, I have, I have seen that one before Eric, but that is a good one. And I will say, if you don't mind me jumping into noticings, Austin, no, I'm done. They, Go ahead. Go ahead. they, they, they did. A, that's one thing. I mean, I, I've already given it away, but also picked it. Like I love this movie. And one of the things is stuff like that, Eric, because it's not like they, they foreshadow it, but in a way where that's already interesting and Ed's planning out his day but that sounds like a casual thing for him to mention. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. bloody Mary, they don't like show her name tag with a bunch of like, no, they you don't have to look for, they it. don't shove it in your face. You can just hear that line. Cause honestly, I, I knew that at one point and I don't think I heard it and go, Oh yeah, this is the part. Like, cause they also have yeah. at one point, at one point, um, Ed is getting mad at Pete and he says, next time I see him, he's dead. And then of course the next time, they see Pete. He is indeed oh, yeah, a zombie. And at yeah. one point, uh, Pete is mad at Ed and he, and he tells him to like to F off. And he's like, why don't you go live in the shed, mate? And then of course, at the end yeah. of the movie, Ed is indeed living in the, in the shed. shed. Yeah. And like, it's not, I'm not saying this is, these are necessarily 
over the top clever. But what I appreciate, one of the things, one of the many things I appreciate about the movie is they, you can tell they put a lot of thought into the screenplay and almost every scene and every line is, was selected with a purpose. It was like they, like that Ed sharing that plan or a lot of the foreshadowing, or you probably noticed with Yvonne, you know, their friend that ends up saving them. Um, that when she sees Sean and Liz at the beginning and she talks about how, Oh, you're still together. Well, I'm glad to see somebody made it. And then she sees them again at the end and she says, Oh, well, I'm glad to see somebody made it when they've obviously at the beginning referring to their relationship as a couple. And then later on referring to the uh, fact that they as in survived. Right. It's hmm. not, it's not all like, Oh, wow. How amazingly clever. But I love that they used lines sometimes the comical effect like with exacerbates how ed exacerbates things and sean doesn't know what that means and then later ed doesn't know what that means but yeah. they're just to me it's it's at times really funny with the wordplay but other times it's just they have lines that are repeated to mean different things but it's just they took a lot of care to make a very clever screenplay with really not any fat on it like i don't think i it's ever all very subtle I, I don't think exactly. any of it's shoving it down your throat of up oh, here is a callback to this. It's you, you can miss a lot. Right. And, and the only time I think they did it was with exacerbates. And that was obviously meant to be Even funny. That, I didn't think it was like, Oh, they're no, doing that again. It just no, it was I, a more clear because they both it just was, didn't know what it, it was. Meant, suppo but. It was supposed to be funny, but also the reason I think that worked is that Sean says, what does that mean? Oh, she means. And then she explains it. He goes, no, I mean, what does that word mean? Exacerbates, which is a perfectly reasonable word not to know the meaning of. And then yeah. later, Sean uses it again to impress Liz or to show her that he was listening. And then Ed doesn't know what it means. So like they use that, but it's funny. It's kind of like in the Big Lebowski. They keep on saying this aggression will not stand. Like it's it's done in a way where they want you to know that they're repeating it, but they repeat it twice. That's it. So it's never shoved down your throat. And the other lines are used so that you hear them again and you're like, oh, now, like to me, it's very, very well done. And it's, it never comes across as um, at, at all annoyingly repetitive. It's just like they use a line once and then they use it again. And it's like, it's a nice callback, but in a, in, in a way where you appreciate it. So every time I've seen the movie, I've noticed an extra thing. It's very similar. It reminds me of Arrested Development where it, it can be funny and clever, but it never feels annoyingly in your face, nor does it feel like it's, trying too hard to be more clever than it is it just it it knows its audience and it and it knows it's smart but it never feels high and mighty about it it's just a well-written movie um but that was obviously a long way to a long way to say i love i love the way the the dialogue is written obviously and then one thing i noticed which is kind of behind the scenes but um i was happy that i, I found i realized this without actually looking it up was um when they say they mention a uh, full, uh, I think they say Fulci's restaurant. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I bet that's a reference to uh, Lucio Fulci who directed 1979 zombie. And actually it was, yeah. so I was kind of proud of myself for picking up on that, um, which that's a pretty good zombie movie from, which has got a great soundtrack. See, exactly. It's a, a great, another one is actually cannibal Holocaust, which you, well, I would have never guessed would have a good soundtrack, but it does. Yeah. But I'll, I, I, this is another thing I love about them is you can tell from the movie and obviously the way I'm talking about it. I love this movie and Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg love the genre. Like they, they are paying tribute to, which I know I sound like the gang, but they're paying tribute to George A. Romero's films and Fulci's films and zombie movies before it, where sure it's a parody of them. And they, and they, kind of wink at the audience a little bit but they also 
clearly liked them a lot and made a good movie while also kind of winking and making fun of some of the tropes in it. Um, but that was the main thing. I just noticed a lot of the foreshadowing and repeated lines, but in a, in a clever way. So that's all I had for, for that. Well, I had some questions. Yeah. Not like just actually, because I know the two of you know this a lot more than, uh, than I do. i I think I'm only seen it once full through because there was a, a good chunk that I'm like, I don't remember this at all. But but uh, at first I was kind of curious of what Eric Eric's thoughts were on the jukebox songs uh, or one of the jukebox songs and then the ending song, because just like I have, I have a thought on it, <laughs> just like I have the opinions on the movie titles, Eric has an opinion on the band Queen. I, I will get more into it, but I like the scene. The song choice could have been better. Oh, okay. but so you love the line kill the queen yes i think i actually <laughs> had that i think i might have that in my notes as well i have yeah that was, your, that was the I, best i definitely one. i definitely put in my notes something about queen being horrible so <laughs> <laughs> um actually i, I don't not, mind that song for being completely honest so and it I'm does not, work well in that scene we'll get to that scene later but i oh, okay because I'm not coming on the other side of it. Like I'm neutral on Queen. I don't like love any of their songs, but I also don't hate any of their songs. They're just like, oh, like it's fine. But I, I didn't really care for either of the songs that they had. I, I definitely don't like the best friend one. It's very like corny and cheesy to me. But um, I had uh, one more quick noticing the Philadelphia oh, Phillies were eliminated. <laughs> just to date this a little bit. If someone's listening like a year from now, they're like, what is he talking about? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Uh, the Phillies being that that's a perfectly reasonable time to chime in and mention that they're eliminated because that is indeed it's a noticing. Well, the only I one that should really care about that is the true devoted D Diamondbacks fan, which is obviously me from when I was 12. That's true. Um, You're <laughs> have you liked the Rangers before? Do you have two of your teams going against? <laughs> are, are there like three teams left that he didn't jump on the bandwagon of? Like, the I funny thing, I really, I really think I know you guys are going to tease me no matter what on this, but I really think the only time I liked them was after we went to go see them in 2003, which would have been two years after they won. But I probably started liking them because we went to see them in person and like. Luis Gonzalez and all that like I at least know a little bit of like the 2003 right. team I think that's what it was I mean again I also like like the Pittsburgh Pirates I like these teams that had like they aren't good at all so like I was Marlins. very the Marlins they did win right like what won. You, you had, it was really that four-year run there was a streak where it was won, oh this team won that's my team the, the Florida Marlins had a really cool uniforms. I thought they have really the, the, they the did actually as much. That's as the only did. reason I liked them was that like, I, yeah, it, but I, for those who don't know, I don't really like, I, I don't really follow a lot, a lot of sports, but I did see that they were losing. Cause I had a feeling that would come up. And because Eric last time I talked to you was like, Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was just like a fatalism of just preparing yourself for the worst, but you're like, Oh no, I thought for sure it was the Astros Phillies and the fact that I got both wrong. I, I own that. I'm, I'm happy to be dead wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is going to turn. actually watch some of these games now. Yeah, we need to this stop. This I don't is going to turn NSFW right. real quick if Eric keeps on talking about this. Okay. No, I'm, no, okay. I'm happy. If we ever get big enough where people in Philadelphia listen to this, they're not going to like me. Well, Eric is the only like oh, Eric and Brad, I would say, but Eric's the biggest baseball fan out of the three of us for sure. But uh, Eric, who are you pulling for? I don't care. Oh, you don't care. I probably lean toward the Diamondbacks. I think they're the cooler story, but I I like both teams. They're both likable, for now. Brad. Oh yeah, I'd I generally like go National League over American League. Sorry, Brad. I don't, which one is which? I don't know who's in which league. 
Um, which one is the national Dimebacks. league? Is that Dimebacks? Your team okay. is the national league. I know. I was obviously because I know very. I was like, it's been pretty Eric's much twenty years since they, they, they knocked out. They knocked out the Phillies, so Eric's obviously pulling for them. Uh, they're a fun and very young team. They shouldn't be in the World Series. The fact that they're there is already kind of a Cinderella story. So it'd be cool to see them finish it off. But neither of these teams, the Rangers have never won ever, and Dimex only won once, and it was twenty plus years ago. So it's already cool because you're getting a new winner and a new a, a new, yeah, a new twenty plus years. But um, yeah, the only other thing I was going to say about Queen uh, was I didn't know that that was called Mister what we would say Fahrenheit, but he was saying Fahrenheit. I saw that on the subtitles and I was like, I always thought he was saying foreign, like F-O-R-E-I-G-H-G-H-Y-G-N. Um, I was like foreign something is what I was always hearing. Anyway, uh, just little subtitles helping me out there. Um, and Subtitles okay. were a must on this, honestly, for me. They speak so quickly with that accent that you it's very easy to miss things. Oh, spe- speaking of, this is a quick note, but Eric, I don't, I know you've seen it more. Austin, you might've caught this on the first try, but I will say I somehow it took me so long to realize, uh, first of all, that the guy that says you've got red on you first, the, the kid that picks on Sean from his work, uh, that's, that's Rafe Spall who was in like Jurassic world, like ended up being like a good looking, guy later on he was in the big short in jurassic world dominion he's like he's like the, the kind of the um like the heavier set guy from sean's job anyway the whole point was i know I who you're talking realize, about in Shaun of the dead i don't remember him in yeah in Shaun of the dead he i did not realize for the longest time that he was talking to ed on the phone right in front of sean like that's so obvious and i should have picked up on that but um because like earlier ed's on the phone and he's like and he says something like no, I've only got Henry. He says it like really fast. And later on, um, when that kid is on the phone, he, he's sitting there and he's like, no, have you got any mate? No, but he's, uh, and he's like, no, he's only got Henry. And he's talking about Ed, like he's trying to get drugs. And he's like, no, oh, he's, he's like, he's, like, that's one of the guys that, that Ed sells to. And it's like right in front of Sean. It's just, it was a funny little, like, I missed that. I missed that. Well, to be fair, it's like, like, it's because they don't, they don't throw it in your face, but it was just funny that he's talking either about Ed or to Ed while he's right in front of Sean and he's causing Sean to be frustrated. So it was another way that Ed is getting in Sean's way or holding him back is at work. He's losing respect because of Ed's drug connection. So it was just, or not his connection, but like Ed's drug dealing. It was just funny that like Ed is getting in his way, even indirectly at work. It was just, to me, it was just a funny, another, like a mm-hmm. funny thing easily could have missed. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that was, that was Ray Spall, who was now like a successful actor. And like he definitely uh, ended up being like a pretty attractive leading man like 20 years later. But it was just kind of funny. Mm. No, did not did not catch his yeah, face. I did not recognize did not, his face. Yeah, I'll um, look a picture of him. The, cup, the couple that is necking out by outside of the bar, are we, unless I missed something, or were to assume that they, was that someone eating someone? Or is that... You don't remember the scene whenever uh sorry uh that's well right. i mean you said outside the bar and that's uh, yeah that's uh, true that was very vague um uh <laughs> sorry the night the the whenever they're having their last like normal night at the bar it's ed and sean and they come out and they they even uh, they look because it was like he's crying or whatever because they you know they broke up uh and then they turn around and they see a couple necking but the way they're positioned it could easily be oh yes a person yes, I, eating I, I, someone's oh, neck and i, I assume just, Okay. Yes, I, I think just, okay. I think it starts throwing in little zombie, like it. You start noticing it earlier, er, earlier and earlier. Like when you watch it more, I it's 
I'm, I'm trying to think of other examples now, but there's a few different times where he kind of looks back at somebody like confused and it's, it was just a zombie, but you just didn't know it yet, I guess. Yeah, I was pretty um, sure because they were obviously doing that. Yeah, they were laying. I I don't remember that exact scene, but I'm sure it was. Yeah, well, because I like I like the way they cut the the news was pretty funny with the the way they cut all the TV segments so that it was like yeah, saying, that was good, that was clever, that was pretty clever. Also, this is just this is more of a it's funny how you grow up, but I remember watching it in my twenties and being so annoyed by Pete, their roommate, and then I watch it again. I'm like, Pete is so. Crazy. Yeah, no, the no, whole time. No, yeah. in college, I'm like, oh, he's, he's such a stick in the mud. And I'm like, not only is he reasonable, he just, they leave the front door open over and over again. Yeah, he's asking for very basic things. Ed is funny, but he, he would be a nightmare to live with. Oh, God, with. yeah, he was not a horrible not character. A, well, I mean, not I, in I mean, a bad he, way, but like, yeah, like he was no, supposed right, to be I mean, horrible. But, he, um, he is supposed to be, but yes. But like the night that they're- immature. Yes, he's, he's definitely immature. But like then the night that they come back from the bar- Pete obviously gets really mad, but then once he says like we split up with Liz, he actually like calms down and is like feeling sympathy for Sean is like just just keep it down. And then Ed calls him a prick. Like it really yeah. is funny how you finally realize like Pete is a perfectly reasonable guy who was just fed up with them not growing up. It's just funny how I used to think Pete was like almost a villain. And I'm like, no, if anything, David almost is and arguably ed because ed just keeps on exacerbating things if you will david and definitely uh, is. he i feel like you thought that always though who oh really david oh he's like a douchey david, boy david tries, david he clearly is in love with like it just like you never like but, him well and they they set it up so well in that first scene which i always appreciate too which i know this is kind of we're kind of getting off track but like it but in a good way i think just because it was like a not a noticing it's kind of a again we're just kind of going free form or whatever but i mean this the opening scene like it just immediately cuts to they're at the winchester which they obviously spend a lot of time in but i love how you see all their relationships laid out pretty um pretty well from the beginning which again at this point i'm almost just getting into good and bad so mine can be brief when we get later on but, i was like, i still have noticings and wonderings but yeah um yeah go ahead, yeah, go awesome. go ahead but that go was ahead. a segue that was a segue into to daffs or david and while whiny the only thing i could defend him on is the especially when he was like pointing the gun at sean's mom i mean i get that it's his mom and everything like that but sean should be like realizing that he like pointing a gun at someone who's about to you know change into a zombie like he was in the right he just didn't he you know well he did it in a horrible way he should yeah, a horrible like, way hey yeah. heads up guys she's about to turn we need to be prepared for that instead he immediately what? like that gives her he gives him no time to mourn and immediately puts all of a sudden he grows a pair and is pro gun and wants to stick a gun in her face like come on man like just you give like, that whole time they were arguing she didn't turn yet like you could have given it a little bit and like, hey, just heads up, maybe step away and let's mourn. And as soon as she turns, somebody needs to shoot her in the head. But he was telling out of all right. the yes, and I they even admitted yeah, like, out of yeah, all the things. Right. Yeah, Liz, Liz pretty much handled that whole situation. She the did. Best. She, she was like she was the one that was right, like, but he's being he's right. He's, yeah, I think she said being a wanker or something like that, something very British. But she, yeah, uh, or something. Uh, uh, but he um, he handled it poorly because he hated Sean. Yeah, there was definitely a, he was yeah. technically in the right in terms of her turning into a zombie yeah and he didn't know necessarily how fast she might turn like if they're going to be mourning right yeah. next to her right next to her he should like, have been okay. like all right everybody back away from yeah, her yeah back now away. you can hug yeah. and mourn let's be prepared for this instead he immediately sticks the gun in her face while he's still like trying to figure out what's even happened 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I I, oh. I totally agree with that. He it was the fact that he was an a hole pretty much the the entire time. The and then you know, I I love the way Liz intervened though because Sean Sean knew. No, it she handled just, it well. She handled it very well. He that, was emotional. That, that. He was emotional. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like I liked that scene. It showed it showed every I think it showed everybody's. I think that I think that was well written too. I mean, it, he was. David was always a jerk. He wasn't wrong, but he handled it about as poorly as possible. Sean, it, it just he needed more time. And then Liz, I mean, I, I just I love I love Liz's character. She 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 needed to be that the 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 person in the middle to see both sides and and talk Sean down a little bit. And I, and, and a lot of my questions aren't is not is they're not reflecting on me taking a comedy horror too or whatever you know horror comedy too seriously. It's more just like you know things I was thinking as I was watching it, but like of all the things in the house and in the yard space or whatever they choose to throw records. Um, it just seems like a really ineffective way to do it. Um, instead of like, they could have broken the records and have something like sharp. Um, and then wanting to have drinks uh, at the bar, you know, whenever Liz asked for a shot of whatever. And I'm like, it, it kind of reminded me of like Maxine from X last week of like, whenever she's in the house and she starts snorting some more Coke when she's still in a house with two people at least trying to kill her it's just like man you want i mean you want to be in control of yourself completely and it just didn't make sense why you would want to drink when you need to be on you know on high alert um and then well, to, when, be, to be fair very very quickly honestly they did try the records for like a minute and then they immediately went and broke into the sheds they, they that was like a quick fix that didn't really work and then they went and got actual weapons and that one was that, that was that was less of a yeah, serious question more than more than just i'm sure they wanted to have the jokes about like whatever they were listening to and all that too and just like kind of frisbeeing it and throwing it over to them but uh whenever they're actually at the bar uh the pool sticks the same thing with kind of like the records like that one is when it was becoming a little less comedic and more drop more horror than comedy but again why not like they're over there listening to queen and they're hitting them on like the shoulders or whatever instead of breaking the pulls the pool sticks were and then being yeah, able to like yeah. actually yeah so that was the only one that was like i felt like Can't earlier the beat of the song with jazz yeah, and, <laughs> yeah so i mean because we'll, we'll blame, that, that we'll blame queen for it they should have done that the exact scene that they did but then at the very end smash it stab them in the head the, uh, the going to the beat of the song was a very fun like i like that scene it was a great scene but they then just all, end they, it with oh this is actually not doing anything we're hitting them in the shoulder yeah, yeah. they could have all looked at each other like what are we that. doing and then break it yeah. yeah um why did david's legs suddenly just tear off easily i know that like all the zombies i was seeing were going after his stomach um and then like suddenly they just like tear off like they're made of nothing when i didn't yeah. see any reason for that but um and then i guess eric actually um uh, None of these really require any answers. That's why I'm not really. I was like, most of these were just like, it's you know, I'm not taking it too seriously. Just kind of curious, um, or maybe I am, and I'm just not aware of it. But uh, Diane apparently did survive. But I was just like, why does she feel the need to go out in a blaze of glory when she knows her boyfriend just died? But yeah, I guess well, who's she like, trying to save yeah. at that point? <laughs> yeah, if, if you're using if you his leg to yeah. fight through the zombies, he's not making it. Also. Yeah. She shouldn't have really liked him at that much. I mean, she already, well, I guess she already knew that. Uh, but it was fresh. Was Liz. It was fresh. I think she would have been like, also, hey, whatever, she, good riddance. She's known him a long time, but also other than the time where she had the idea to have it, like 
encourage everyone to act like zombies. She wasn't shown to be super bright. Like she had her, she had her moment. Mm-hmm. I like that they showed her, Hey guys, we should act like zombies that, that we can get to. Well, the even that wasn't her idea. They just used her cause she was an actress. Oh, I'm, is that right? Sean, Sean came up with the idea and then they had her teach oh, them because okay. she was a, a, a low level actor. Okay, I'm, I'm not. A, I think I missed that. But either way, that that was at least that she at least helped with that. But other than that, she was not. She did. She did not seem very smart. So I feel like her her getting caught in the moment and going after a guy who was not good to her didn't seem out of character. Just like there was times where Ed frustrated me. I didn't like the fact that Ed answered his phone outside the Winchester yeah. after things yeah, were already chaotic. But I, didn't, but I didn't think it was bad writing. I thought Ed is Ed is. Frustrating. He would do that. He would do well, that. And, yeah, the, no. and the pinball or whatever he was doing too. It's just like is he's just like he's an True. idiot. Like he's just like it's not even considered. It's just a moron. They kind of cover their butts on everything he does. Makes sense going by his character. He does, but 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 him and but he and Sean. I mean, I think I think it works because Liz Liz has a soft spot for Ed. They all get along, but but Ed is the part like their friendship. Sean knows he needs to grow up and move on or at least he can be friends with ed but also like he, he knows that ed is holding him back but also there's that part of sean that wants to be younger like there's that part of sean that likes going out with ed and likes the fact that because uh, i think uh, pete actually says it too right like there's that part of sean that likes having somebody who's yeah, more of a loser or whatever yeah yeah like a lot of the stuff better pete about says, himself yeah, there's a lot of that that Pete says, but also Sean is almost 30, and so he's still hanging on to his youth, and he still likes going out to pubs and drinking. So I think a lot of the part with Ed makes sense with Sean, even though he knows that Liz is right, and to an extent, Pete is right too, and it's time for him to grow up, but he's got a buddy who hasn't, and so a lot of him just – it makes sense why he hangs around. I thought it was still it, – it, it was all logical to me, although I'll be frustrating. Well, the only la- the last wondering I have is actually a somewhat sincere question. Where the other ones I didn't like, yeah, they weren't serious enough questions to need a an answer. But why did they not immediately go to the cellar and the bar once they, especially when they have a huge broken window? I know it's one way in, so you know if they if the zombies or whatever come in, they're screwed. But that was a, kind of a similar situation to the bar. But at least they could lock it and stay quiet for a little bit and hope that it would pass. Did I miss something on it, or because uh, Ed obviously knew about? They might not have known it was. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe maybe it was just because he saw the door and he was like. I, I don't think. I mean, they they go there all the time, but they're not behind the bar typically. Yeah, so they. I, I thought they kind the... of were like, oh, there's a trap. So I, so, I think it was that, but also Austin, because Mandy and I were asking the same thing. We were watching. I also feel like if you go in the cellar, that's that's kind of. I mean, I guess you could hide down. I don't know. I feel like if you go in the cellar. And you they have, get you're in. at a dead end if they get in. Yeah, well, right. like that's the last resort. So I do agree you could try to hide down there, but like if, if the zombies get in the cellar, you're you're done. So it's it's almost like a it would be a last resort, which they did go to. But if, if it was me, I would rather be in a big space. Like if I if I'm getting attacked by zombies, I would want to be in a huge field and be looking around. So I would want to be yeah. in an open space, even if it is a bar. So I think that's a good question. But if it was me, I would want to have a lot of room around me so I could at least have some time to react. And if you're in the cellar, they might not get in. But if they do, you're done because it's but so that's pretty, pretty much the debate that happened i'm not like i'm not going to take credit for it for the most part because like the night of the living dead the original one that's the whole debate is like the main character guy is like we need to stay 
we need to stay up here because there's more ways in, yes, but then there's more ways out. And then there's the other guy who's kind of portrayed as the villain or definitely portrayed as the villain in Night of the Living Dead. And he and his wife and his daughter are down in the cellar saying this is the best way because there's fewer ways to get in. And we're just, you know, hope that, yeah, they don't come in. So anyway, oh yeah, I just didn't know if there was, if they, I didn't know if they, I just didn't know if they had stated earlier about why they didn't do the cellar or if they just didn't know it. But I I think it's, I think it's honestly a good argument for either one because you're either in a big spot with an where they can get in but you have more room to operate and defend yeah. yourself if they get in or you go to a spot that's probably safer but if they infiltrate the cellar how do they get into the cellar though they're not gonna know to open a door uh, like the, that and that's what i'm saying unless, I think I, unless right. there's uh, so many of them in the bar that the weight of it like crashes and then they come crashing down like i yeah they should actually check for it and well, on top of the fact that uh, David broke the window, if they if they had gotten into the pub without anyone noticing, then I would say, yeah, wait in the bar and get and have that as a backup plan. But I feel like you had to immediately go to your backup plan when you had this big window broken and people, a bunch of people saw you go in there. Then you're like, we're probably going to be screwed either way. Let's just hope that no one will see this this door in the floor. Um, but for the sake of, because uh, yeah, I feel like my uh, general notes have have hogged a lot of the time. So my last thing was just uh, kid versus an adult. Even the only thing I watched as a kid, kid, but probably as a teenager. And yeah, I did not, I did not remember. Like I, I really thought the opening credits were him waking up with that like hangover scene when he's walking yeah. around and not noticing his surroundings. I thought he went right into it. I didn't. I, I don't remember. I didn't, a lot I didn't know. Of the... Yeah, I didn't know twenty five minutes worth before. Yeah, a lot of the 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 beginning of the movie with before it really got kicked off. I don't remember that that well either. Okay. That makes it feel a little bit better. Cause that's no, like, no, you two I'm, know I'm it better. You. And I, I was much like, as wow, I've seen it, a lot more. I would have guessed that was like five, 10 minutes at most. And it, it, it didn't drag by any means. It just like, wow, this is taking a little longer again. He'd be walking and you'd see somebody walking by him and it'd be a zombie. It just wasn't, he wasn't aware of it yet or anything. Well, but I, I know y'all are take a little longer. There, but I, I no, like no. it too. Cause it's like you, you see him walking. Yeah, you a little backstory. You see him walking to the, to the little corner Mart and you, you get him establishing a relationship with that guy or, you know, enough of a friendship with him. Then he walks back and then you also see, like, I, I think it all plays into, to where when everything starts to go wrong later on, it makes more sense. There's a little bit more of a punch. It's not like a no, long No, it made more sense, definitely. I just, I thought, it, I really had this image of just like, I'm going to start the movie and it starts with him waking up and being oblivious to the outbreak. Yeah. But, I, um, oh, I got you. I got you. Uh, but uh, I did have two themes or messages. I mean, obviously, this is a pretty quick one, but Brad, it's your, your category, so I don't know if you had one. Um, I mean, again, I, I know the obvious one is friendship, but I would say, I would say more growing up and maybe letting go i mean because a lot of it is like yes it's a zombie movie but again as you can already tell it's one of my favorite movies and a lot of it is 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 growing up and i I don't want to say maybe letting go of your past so much but just starting to grow up and and take more action but just you know i I think it's more just um yeah taking responsibility and, and growing up but obviously friendship is a huge part of it and relationships play a huge part of it it's sean with is sean with his significant other sean with his best friend sean with his roommate sean with his mom sean with his father-in-law um so it's friendships but it's but it's it's also moving into that next phase of your life so um i know it's still a zombie comedy but to me it's it's so well written that i think there's a lot of different things and i think it hits home at different parts of your life and it is about it is about growing up and coming of age coming of middle age in this case 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much put something us, but true friendship will endure anything, even a zombie outbreak. And then the last one was, was his quote. That was kind of a funny joke too, of like the only thing that will redeem mankind is cooperation. Um, and then obviously he said he found it on a, or she was like, did you see it on a beer mat or whatever um, at the end? But that's what I had. So I had that one as well. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just, uh, it's from gonna... Bertrand. I actually gave the guy credit, Bertrand Russell. Oh, sorry. Yes. I did too. I just said the quote, I wrote the Bertrand Russell, the only thing that'll redeem mankind is cooperation. That was what my theme was as well. All right. Eric did better by putting his by name dropping. I thought, yeah, I oh. went back and like listened to the name because I wanted to give the guy credit. Since no, he I, gave I, wrote, credit. I, I put it, I put it in my notes. I just didn't, I didn't say it out loud, but, um, but Eric, you can go right into quotes. I think I have three. So I have a bunch. So I, oh, I don't know how you want to do this. Or, or I, just, just do a few, do a few in a row. I'll do yeah, like two I'll or say three. I can three, honestly, yeah. some of them are long, so it looks like I have a bunch more, but the very first one I did was just player one has entered the game. Haven't you got to work? Player two has left the game. Just you hear that in the background <laughs> of the TV. Was, again, he's just he, he's playing video games with Ed, but you hear you hear the TV saying he's entered the game. It, it, it was well work, Player two has left the game. Like just <laughs> immediate. Just again, yeah. very clever, easy to miss, but I thought it was funny. Then I will go with uh, I mentioned the meat pie earlier. The reason y'all probably don't remember it is because it was just mentioned in when uh, Sean is giving the quote to the team because he's like standing in for him. I have it. I think I just have to have it written down because it's long, but there's no I in team, but there is an I in pie. There's an I in meat pie. The anagram of meat. I don't know what he's talking about. Just the way, the way <laughs> he delivers it. He's like trying no, to get this funny. inspirational funny. quote. He's like, I don't know what he's talking about, but just there is an I in meat pie. But he clearly, clearly just written it down from like a supervisor and was nobody and nobody was paying attention. Yeah, that part was okay. That actually gets me through. I, I think I just have two long ones, but I do have a lot of others, but it's not as much as I thought. So somebody else can go do a couple. Yeah, whenever they're on the phone and uh, talking to uh, Sean's mom and he's like, oh, has she been bitten? He's like, no, but Philip has. And he's like, oh, OK, like says it so casually. <laughs> and um, then he also turns and says it to Ed. He does the same reaction. So that's, that, that's, yeah. yeah, that's I should have clarified that whenever he was saying it to Ed. I didn't. I forgot they did say it twice like that. But oh, yeah, but, no, Philip has. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, my other ones are short, but we can go around. So, Brad. Um, I'll do, I'll do a couple of them. So Mandy and I quote this pretty much anytime someone has this name, but I love when Ed leans out the car and says, don't forget to kill Philip. (laughs) (laughs) He says it like like in such a jovial tone, like he's reminding him to grab eggs from the grocery store. (laughs) Don't forget to kill Philip. I love when a song, uh, a sad song comes on at the Winchester early when he's, when Liz is broken up and he's like, who put this on? It's on random. Um, That was a good delivery. I really like this. This is more of the delivery of the line, but I love when they know they've got to confront the roommate and Sean is so nervous and it shows like the upstairs angle. And he's like, Pete, <laughs> Pete. And it's just like so, so cowardly. Like he just, he can't, he can't get around to it. Uh, and I actually, I, I wrote down the Philip one again, Austin. That was, I, I really love the, uh, no, but Philip has, oh, okay. He just doesn't care. <laughs> and then, um, the one from Sean, I, again, because he had used the word earlier and didn't know what it means. And when Sean's going through the plan, he's got it. Like he's, he's starting to get his life together more. And he's like, and that's really going to exacerbate things for us and uh, for all of us. And Liz just kind of looks over at him and it's like a little bit of a connection. Like, okay, this guy's, he's starting to, he's starting to take charge. And I like that moment. And um, 
also, I liked it when what y'all mentioned earlier with um, the the quote, and she says, "Was that off a uh, what did you say? Was that off a beer ad?" He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I won't I won't tell anyone. Thanks, babe." They just have their little their little moment of of uh, like a little bit of a connection. I thought that was kind of a sweet a sweet moment. Anyway, back to you. Well, yeah, that was pretty much mine. I thought I think she said back of a beer mat, not a beer ad. I don't know if oh no, you're, 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 I, I was I was guessing. I didn't write it down. I was trying. Well, I, I looked no, a, I looked at the quote. I looked at subtitles, oh, but that, right. that was the only one I had left. I deleted my other one because I was like, oh, that's not a really yeah. good one." So Eric, I still have a few. Um, Eric, why don't you finish yours off? I've got one. A more. couple of Barbara ones when they're going over the zombie thing, and they're like, "That is excellent, Barbara." And she's like, "Sorry, dear, I was miles away." And she's just the worst. <laughs> she's doing the zombie. Oh, she yeah, just yeah. had this dead look on her face. But so that was oh, well done. Um, Want to drink, Barbara? And then she's like, "Hello," and just she's like so friendly, like completely out of it the whole time. I don't know. Barbara was cracking me up a lot in the Barbara, bar scene, yes. just. Cause they would ask her something and she's like, hello dear. Like just completely oblivious to what was happening. So I don't know. She was kind of making me, fun, uh, make me laugh. Um, then I had Ed saying might be a bit warm. The cooler's off. And then Sean saying, thanks babe. When they're saying they're not in a relationship, like immediately after <laughs> like they're your boyfriend, he's not my boyfriend. He's like, here's a beer. Might be a little warm. Uh, thanks and babe. Good, yeah. <laughs> good timing and delivery on that joke. He, doesn't, doesn't he sort of wink at him too? Yes, he kind of like winks out and he's like, thanks, babe. Uh, oh, whenever they're trying to be manly with the gun and he's they're talking about having bullets and then Ed just kind of leans over to him and he's like, call him shells. And he's like, all right, I've got so many shells left. <laughs> Again, they're trying to like be you know, macho or whatever, call them shells, it'd be cooler. Like, And then, he, know, and then just, he's, I think he says shells like two or three times in like the next yes, minute. He does, like they make, they make a point of saying shells pretty much from that point forward. <laughs> Then when they're down in the cellar, uh, Ed is basically like sacrificing himself or whatever. And then uh, Sean and Liz are kind of talking and get a little gushy. And then you just hear Ed in the background. Actually, I would like to be shot now. He had some great lines right there at the end. A lot of times when he was off screen, but it made me laugh out loud. I had to go back and like, what do you say there? <laughs> Uh, and then I just had two seconds because that was obviously a, a popular quote throughout the movie, but not, not necessarily a funny one, but just two seconds. Oh, I, I actually had that at one point and took it off just because yeah, I knew that was, I, I figured uh, it would be brought up at some point or whatever. And again, it's not necessarily a funny one, but just how they utilize it in different scenes of two seconds kind of. So, <laughs> but that's um, it. I, so I'll add, I, yeah, the, the last one I had wasn't was not fun. It was also not funny, but I liked it because uh, actually Mandy and I do the the bye bye, but just because Liz is so sweet and she's just so she's trying so hard to make it work with everyone. But we I like when she said toward the end, she said, "You tried, you did something. That's what counts." And that just that sums her up so much. Like she wants it to work with Sean, but like he's just he's just got to make the effort. He just he just needs to grow up. He's not too far, and it's true that Ed holds him back, but it's also just. He just needs to listen to her. He just needs he to, wants he, to be, needs back, to be more of an adult and just prioritize his life more. And he's he's getting there. So I, I like that they didn't show it didn't cut away to a wedding at the end. They're just he's he's made some effort. He's made more of an effort by the end of the movie. And so it wasn't to me. It never seemed unrealistic for them, for them to get back together. He was close to the beginning, and he would make some steps. He just wasn't quite. You know, he was he was he was still he was still a twenty year old and not a thirty year old. And so he was. He just nope. needed to to prioritize Liz and being a grown up, and so I, I liked her. I liked her acknowledging, and uh, you know, also Sean trying a lot harder. So, 
Uh, I can start strengths and weaknesses if that's okay. You know, suit strengths, weaknesses, and moments. Oh, yeah, and iconic. All the moment, all moments moment, and yeah. strengths and weaknesses, I think it's one big category. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do, all that, do all that and do your grade. No, I Actually, think grade. Yeah, I think grade. I think grade should be at the. Hey, grades quick. Grade we can be, do grades. I think grades should be guess, quick, but, but yeah, I disagree with Brad. Um, but okay. I will do. Um, yeah, strengths. I thought uh, an underrated moment. Yeah, was Sean's mom dying scene. Like it was dramatic without it feeling like it was like shoehorned in there. It felt. It felt good. If it was like a good, well acted scene, didn't feel completely out of place. And uh, as Brad mentioned, well written. I don't know if anyone stood out as a like a great actor or anything like that, but I don't think anyone really brought it down either. Um, I think they overdid some of those quick, you know, those quick cuts at the beginning where it's like they're showing all the things that they're doing, like, oh, we're at to go to the store and it shows them like buckle the seatbelt and do this. And like they, they do the like, quick zoom in cuts. I felt like they did it over. They overdid it. But that's a pretty, uh, again, minor thing. It's for like the first half hour or so. They just did it like every two minutes. It was just like these quick edits that kind of I know I'm not a fan of, but. And then the character of Ed, um, and not the actor. The actor did not really do anything wrong. It was just the character of Ed, yeah, was, especially as an adult now watching it, you're just like, yeah, he was just like, dude, just grow up. Um, it's like you're just annoyed by him sometimes. But um, that was pretty much it. I don't think there was like a really a, a weak moment. It was just those two things. Um, and then for me, iconic, I think, is the hungover walk through the apocalypse being oblivious to it and going to the store and slipping on the blood or whatever and and you know all that and most people know that scene even if they don't know the movie well like myself four hours ago when i had, had probably hadn't watched this in, in since like 2008 or something but so that's that's all my stuff i had i didn't really i mean like i said i there, there was a couple of very nitpicky things, but it was I was really having to reach. Nothing stood out to me as, as a weakness. Um, like you said, I mean, Ed is supposed to be frustrating, but that's not a weakness of the movie. Um, so and I didn't no scenes stood out to me as being bad. I would say, um, again, it, I, I would really have to stretch for something. So I won't bother with that. I would say strengths are going to be um, the characters. I love the characters. Again, they all accomplish what they're supposed to accomplish. You're supposed to you love the ones you're supposed to love. You're frustrated with the ones you're supposed to be frustrated with. Um, and I would say as a strength, I thought um, I did think Simon Pegg was really good in this. I thought the times that he got emotional, he really sold me on it. And then I thought Bill Nye as his father-in-law, uh, Philip, was great. I mean, I feel like that should have been a completely forgettable character because it was so minor and he made that so much better. And then um, I agree. I mean, that scene that you mentioned is great. I'll, I'll say like, because that, you already said one that was such a good one. I'll say the scene in the car might be the most impressive because they're not only going to a destination, so it's important. They are joking about uh, they're they're just they're debating about if dogs can look up or not, which is funny. And then in the middle of that, um, Ed is Ed is is uh, is sweet talking Barbara, which he does. And then all of a sudden, Philip is dying, and so he's having this sweet moment with with Sean that you don't expect, and they completely sell me on it. It's like. All the things that the movie does well to me happen in the car ride with all of our main characters in it. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. And I think they completely sell it. So to me, the car with everybody in it is the most impressive scene because it, it's funny and sad and sweet um, all in about the span of 
three minutes. Um, so I think that was the most impressed I was because his father-in-law, who was not nice to him, all of a sudden, because Bill Nye and Simon Pegg are so good, that scene becomes great when it could have easily just been a throwaway moment. So um, that was, to, to me, that's the best that's the best scene, I think, overall. That's a good argument. Eric? Yeah, I uh, I, I didn't have it down, but I'm going to at least agree on, I'll call it underrated, of that scene. Also could have been included. I guess you can't really include it in the funny quotes because there's nothing. I don't know what they say. They probably react to it, but him not liking the music being played, and then he turns into a zombie, and they're all out of the car, and then the zombie is reaching to the front seat to turn the music off and like because they're like he's not what's his name bill i don't feel it is philip it's philip okay but i barely like, remember he's not he's like that man is not philip anymore and then he reaches in and turns the music off and okay maybe it partially is well i don't remember what, yeah, exact, yeah, exactly what they say but again another funny moment i do agree that that scene is an underrated scene um as far as strengths and weaknesses again again the very creative writing i thought um, I and and really just shooting of the movie, the dramatic like getting a coffee and like like they zoom in on the coffee and pouring coffee, like just that weird like fake drama stuff. I like that. Like that's it's so that, that was on my weak spot. So that's the I think because I like it's a comedy, it it's making it's fun of the movies that do that. So I think it's a strength. It's I, they know what they're doing with that, and I appreciate it. So I liked all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff where it'd be like just grabbing the keys. You look at it zoom in on the keys, grab it. Like it just, it was making very monotonous day-to-day -day stuff yeah. as like a, like, as a dramatic scene. And I like that. Um, I, again, acting, I think y'all both kind of touched on it. Like Simon Pegg does like they, they did their job. I don't think anybody was going to be getting Oscars for it or anything, but nobody did a bad job either. Um, my original underrated scene, I don't know if underrated is the right, again, the right way to put it, but I did actually have, the beating of the bartender with the pool sticks. I do. That's you could all, I wouldn't call it iconic cause that doesn't fit right. But when I do think of the movie, that is one of the first scenes I think of is them beating the bartender with to the beat of uh, the queen song. I don't remember which song it was off the top of my head. It's not, I'm sure it's overrated. What, what um, band was it? Eric? Queen. Oh, okay. I put, I put the exact phrasing I put was beating the bartender to the beat of the song parentheses, <laughs> even though it was, Oh, I had it here. Two queens don't stop me now. Oh, you didn't put over. Which I thought is you put probably overrated. their only decent song, maybe. I don't know. But I thought yeah. I thought you I thought using "You're My Best Friend" at the end was funny because Ed is a zombie and it's playing that. Like I thought that was that that's was a queen song. I don't know if I maybe. Oh, I that's know. yeah, that's a queen song too. I, but I don't like that song. But I get like topically yeah, I mean, why I did it. I don't, I don't love good. that song either. But I thought it was a silly, like a funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if y'all did, y'all do iconic as well, or yeah, yeah. Kind of, okay. Yeah, we, we so I, I actually had Sean's mom dying as kind of the like that's a pretty serious and dramatic scene, and a and a what most people do consider to be a comedy first, but I would say it's it's pretty fifty fifty on comedy slash zombie, and you do have those dramatic and serious moments. So I that's that's I would. I would call the iconic scene. So we've all three chose three different. Yeah, I did the yeah the the kind of hangover walk through the city before he realizes what happened. Brad chose the car scene. You chose the mom dying. So before we do, uh, I, it was a quick quick question here. But her the mom's name being Barbara, I'm assuming is from another zombie movie, and I don't know if either one of you knew what movie that is likely 
honoring. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. they actually quote it. If you, they're if you coming know. to get you, Barbara. Yeah, they just they say it. They say it more like in a. They say it differently because he's like, "We're coming to get you, Barbara." When they're on the oh, phone. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Okay. But, wanna, uh, Eric, Eric to... do you know? No. All right, Dawn Brad, do you want to go ahead and it's spill the beans? The dead. I assumed well, I mean, that was the, dead. It was the first one, so that was a good guess. It was Romero. It was Night of the Living Dead. It wasn't Dawn of the Living Dead or Day of the Living Dead, all those other Living Dead movies where they have consistent titles. But um, but yeah, we can go ahead and go. Uh, I I can go first with grades if Eric, I mean, if uh, yeah, Brad, ahead, wants to, go Brad wants to go last, um, I'll do uh, uh, B+. Plus. Okay. I gave it an A. I think... Uh, this I think people give Scream, rightfully so, a lot of credit of towing the line of legit horror because you have like a slasher horror and comedy. I think Shaun of the Dead should be right there with Scream of it's not it's not 90% comedy. I think it's a perfect mix of both and it's a great movie. So A. I actually gave it an A plus, which may be surprising, but it is probably a top 10 movie for me it's and i've an seen awesome it movie. i've probably seen it higher. 10 plus times and yeah i mean to me it's a plus because it, it there's no scene i i couldn't pick out my least favorite scene because i like every one and i think everything serves yeah i can't think of a bad scene Austin, did you say a bad scene uh i guess I, in retrospect away, so. i i feel like the the beginning scenes aren't bad but i feel like it to me it takes a like lot a story of it takes a, like once well, it gets going a story but up I feel like, yeah, I feel like once they really, once the apocalypse or whatever, or the, I guess the Z day, as they call it at the end, really happens, then it's pretty well paced. But I think the first 25 minutes, not because of what they did of establishing things, I just feel like that one, the pacing was okay. It wasn't bad. It was just like, it, it, I don't think it needed necessarily 25 minutes to get to the point, but like, you know, that's the only possible weak spot when it comes to pace. I kind of disagree though. I do feel like this is way, is still way more comedy than like a scream, which I feel like that's more tongue in cheek than like actual like funny parts. Like scream doesn't really have that many like funny parts. Um, and I feel like this is, I still think this is a comedy horror, not a horror comedy. If that even, if that's just me being yeah, pedantic. I, mean, I would just say if you're going to go percentage wise, I'd say at most it's 60, 40. Like I, I, I just, I don't, I think it's, I think it's a they're little scary that, horror. Like they're scary. I, the main thing with me is I'm not scared of zombie movies. Like yeah. if this was a slasher, get to the bar and survive. I think, but everything else is essentially saying the same. You're calling this a good mix of horror comedy, but because it's zombies, I don't, I'm not scared at all of zombies. So for that, you could say it's not scary, but the zombie aspect of it is a huge part of it where I would still say it's 50, 50. So I, I yeah. did a great job of towing that line, but that's no, I think it, I, th I think it kind of slowly burned into it, kind of like Breaking Bad. I feel like as, as you watch Breaking Bad, it slowly changes tones as the show goes on. Where I feel like this one at the beginning is clearly way more comedy, and then it slowly drifts into more drama. But oh, yeah, the um, second half of the movie, like the peak and but it still of the has movie, a lot of like is clearly near, comedic moments. I still they have some funny lines in there, but you're not. And that's not a criticism. I, I treat it like I treat it like a comedy a more than a horror. Still, I, that's just me though. Um, and that's not a negative. But I just, only I just, slightly, only slightly. Okay. I, but yeah, um, but I also know the movie the least, and but. Um, but no, yeah, I, didn't, we, I didn't. I mean, you gave it a B plus. I don't think anyone's arguing against. What would you, what you say, did. Brad? What would you say, percentage wise, com comedy to horror? Would you not say it's pretty close to fifty fifty? I I, th I think it's I think it's pretty close. I think it's still I think it works really well as a 
horror, but yeah, I'd say probably about what you said, Eric. I think about 60, 40. Yeah. Um, Cause I, th- I think it's 70, 30, my vote, but that's, you know, that's not that crazy different either, honestly. No, no, it's not. wrong. It's wrong, but <laughs> that'll be our poll. That'll be our poll. I, okay. But Maine and, I, Maine and I have watched it because uh, so many times, because it really does. I, and they, I remember it being advertised as like a Zom rom-com. Well, because the title doesn't help either. The title sounds very much like it's going to be, it's not a bad title. It's just misleading. It comes off as like a, an epic movie, scary movie type, like, yeah. si- like silly thing, like calling it Shaun of the Dead. Like, I don't know. This sounds like. How should movie. I word the poll? I know that's the, that's the tricky part. Um, Cause I was like, we can't just give them 60, 40 or 70, 30. I could, I could say 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20, 90, or something like that. I don't know. That's so many <laughs> options probably. But... <laughs> that's, that's a lot of options, but um, okay. I'll think about it. But think Anyways, about it. But I also don't want to be nitpicky. Austin gave it a B. Like it's one of my favorite no, movies. No, Brad gave it, a, or Austin gave it a good yeah, Aside from Dracula, I've been a pretty generous grader besides the one that I went and, the opposite and this, and this Dracula was super silly and you don't like super, super silly as much until as I, I do. Like. Until I do. Like Naked Gun is super silly and that's not going to get a D minus. Naked Gun is a child. Naked Gun is great. I'm with you on that. If I had watched that, if we'd grown up watching Naked Gun, Young Frankenstein, Airplane, and Dracula, dead and loving it, I think I would have looked at that movie a whole it, different it, way. It would still it be always, a weak. It, it would still be the weak link of that. It would group. have been the weakest of those four because those it, other it, three. It, it didn't classics, help by the but, way. I did just watch Dracula, like the nineteen ninety two one, and Gary Oldman's hair was exactly like Leslie Nielsen's, like the the ridiculous like. Yeah, it was a weird style. hairstyle. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I, it looked like. In, in I didn't think that was far fetched at all. Yeah, and the way he the way he looked was nothing to do with it. But um, but I it's see what you're saying. Candy, man. But yeah, we do. Yeah, we need to segue into Candyman. And I like Candyman, but I don't have as I don't have as many thoughts on it, even though it's a good. I don't movie. either, actually. So we might. I don't want to like shortchange this one, but I don't have. No, any it's a good movie, it. but I don't. I don't know it as well. I mean, I've seen it probably three or four. No, times. I. I thought I knew it better than I did. I, yeah, right, I just so watched it dinner and a movie for Candyman, or you want to give a quick synopsis? Or? Yeah, 1992, Obviously, Virginia, Virginia, candy, so. Virginia Madsen's a grad student or PhD student trying to investigate urban legends before the. Jared Leto urban legend movie they start uh you know talking about she's doing a whole freaking PhD on just urban legend like yeah, that would be kind of cool um yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know what, what kind of living you would really make besides being a professor like her terrible husband but um but anyway 1992 Candyman yeah Tony Todd was like made for this role aka oh, also the mortician from the final destination movies but um yeah did you recognize him Eric Oh, Ooh. sorry. See, I'm already getting off track. Never mind. We'll do notice it. I'll do that no. for a note. Just okay. kidding. Just kidding. No, we we're just wondering if you noticed him from Final Destination. If you recognized the guy, the actor who played Candyman. Candyman. Oh, yeah. He's he's the mortician that's like ultra creepy. Yeah, always yeah, talks yeah. to the high school kids about like death having a purpose and all that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dinner and a movie. Um. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of like overt food, but um. I'm going to go ahead and say any any honey-based foods. They did show a lot of bees. I know they didn't actually show the honey much or ever, but I feel like you have if you're going to do it, you need to have some some honey-based food. There was honey one. That's all I had was honey. Oh, there was one that they showed a, a glimpse of. Can I eat bees? If you can eat bees, then maybe bees. Bees? Well, if you want to, if we want to really stretch, also candy. I know they actually actually show candy. Yeah, but I, feel I thought like about that too. Candy and something honey based or both. Um, and I had one more, but I'll let one of you two. I don't know if you don't want to be noticed. On movie, you that was the only one I had. 
Well, Tim, I have two more, but one, yeah. Brad, did you notice yeah. what Virginia Madsen was uh, making for her, again, terrible husband? I believe at the end they're having, I think oh. she said something about come get the salad. Oh, um, and it I looks like that. she's serving salad or slaw whenever she makes, makes dinner for the stupid husband earlier. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Whenever I said, whenever she had the black eye that like magically recovered in like three hours, she had this like big swollen eye. Then it was like, not, it was like barely anything. Like I think the, they didn't do a good job of telling you the timeline of how. Yeah, I was like, I, I assumed when I was watching. I think it, this I was took like, the, over the course of like maybe a whole school year or something. Like it seemed, maybe there was more time. I thought and, the same thing, but I don't think that was. But it made it look like, it made it sound like the husband was for just now seeing her eye. Like it doesn't look too bad. Like how long would it take someone that you, you know, are living with? Wow. To see that you have the, you know, to have this terrible black guy and bruised eye, but well, um, he also wouldn't notice because he was out. He was out get for yeah, fraternizing his students. So, <laughs> um, I think she was making pasta and some sort of bread. Maybe there was a salad there too, but and well, then the it might have been it might have been pasta. I just wrote down like salad slaw question mark, but they mentioned salad in like the last scene. Yeah, imagine getting beaten up and like on your, you know, doing some research and then you're still expected to make dinner that night too. And he's just like, Oh, thanks for dinner. It looks great. Like I kind of had, you know, I don't know, but again, he was a terrible character. I mean, you know, as a character, not terribly played. Um, and then uh, they were drinking beer on the couch at the beginning, the, the rain, whatever Ted was it something Ramey, one of the Ramey's. Um, do you know which one it was Brad in the opening scene? That was one of the Ramey brothers. Oh, probably, probably. Was it Ted? Ted. Is that, is, is that, yeah, Ted Ramey, I think. I don't think, I, I don't think Sam, I, I think he just directs horror. Oh, classes. it's Ted. Everybody uh, this whole fan likes, but I don't think uh, he really acts uh, very much. I could watch Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2013, but Evil Dead 2, mm -hmm. I will somehow try to watch. I've been, I've been watching Ash vs. Evil Dead and I know you would hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't like the, the wow. tone they went with after a while but um it's, okay. it's, it's not your cup of tea and that is not that is not that the first one the first one at best is fine it's not like some classic to me like it's watchable it's a cabin in the woods even though the makeup doesn't look great but you also have to admire it for like the low budget like hey they did well with the little they have um and then yeah the tone just completely shifted kind of like That's the texas Chainsaw Massacre. Opinion, because you, you give me a reason i disagree but you give a reason for it and you've watched yeah. it so it's well thank good. you um uh, eric because you didn't have anything for dinner did you have any behind the scenes uh, the only one I'm sure you all saw these as well. Sandra Bullock and Eddie Murphy were both. Oh, I didn't like, see Sandra Bullock. I went to I did, I went non IMDb for this one. Eddie, I, I, I also did, but I saw Eddie Murphy first, and then it was like in the thing about Eddie Murphy, it said Sandra Bullock wasn't the only one. So, because I, I didn't actually see the art or anything about her, but it just said Sandra Bullock wasn't the only one possibly up for this. But apparently, I mean, Eddie Murphy would have been pretty big at this point so yeah, oh it yeah, yeah. Been a, yeah and they were making it sound like the reason they didn't go with it was because he'd be too expensive but i'm like you don't want a a well-known actor playing like that would take away so much of the creepiness and they dodged a bullet you're there, familiar so. with like that eddie, eddie, eddie murphy love eddie murphy but he i don't want to i don't want to know the candy man like that would have no. changed everything for me no, Tony Todd is six foot five. Eddie Murphy is like five nine, and Eddie Murphy has like a normal voice. I would say not like, and then it, Tony it, Todd has this like. Does this guy low, sound like that normally? Yeah, when he does like you've watched like I horror have many documentaries notes on that coming up, but no, he, uh, Eddie Murphy is a good actor and he can do drama, but I think it just would have been hard to take him. It just it would yeah, Tony Todd was, horror movies. You don't want to see a well named. You don't want to see a a list celebrity playing a slasher murder like. It takes so much away from it. You want 
to not know who they are. You want them to be behind a mask, like in yeah. Halloween or or Jason or the Friday Thirteenth, or just not know the actor the because I'm glad De Niro wasn't. Otherwise, you're just watching. Oh, I know this guy in five other things, mainly where he's playing in a comedy, and now he's killing people. That takes so much. That takes you out of the movie. Well, and just the light and day again difference of the vibe of him. Like you, like I feel like you needed a menacing looking figure, and seeing Eddie Murphy from across a parking garage no matter the cool kind of get up uh that yeah, candy man has like have to change that up just a tall, a tall guy with this like more and not show his whole body because yeah he's not tall you have to give him like lifts or something but yeah um or just yeah just don't show him. like a lot of times it showed the candy man you aren't seeing is you're seeing like his face and yeah it's really just the you know, upper garage, body yeah. so you could do just, that don't show him in a parking garage Standing like, oh, who's that short comedian over there? What's he gonna say to me? Like, yeah. he's not gonna scare me. It would have had a different ending. Yeah, I think Helen yeah. just. <laughs> Helen, would they would have been laughing. laughing. Yeah. Uh, Brad, do you want to go? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Brad, that's do you want to go? I'll, I'll that's go a, last. On that's behind. a movie right there. For <laughs> behind the scenes, I had that Tony Todd negotiated that he would get a one thousand dollar bonus for oh, every yeah. time he got stung by a bee. And he got stung 23 times over the course of film. Dang. Yeah. I had that too, that the bees were real, but you could tell again, Eric and I are it, always it looking, real. Eric and I are always looking for the, you know, the shout outs to people that Most are successful without freaking real. CGI. And this is 1992. So they wouldn't really have like 1993 with Jurassic Park was really the introduction, like the mainstreaming of Jurassic. Oh, well, after Jurassic, of CGI. So 1992, and this probably wasn't a huge uh, budget, um but yeah twenty three thousand dollars on the side for having bees in your mouth like hey go for it um uh so i only have one more then and i got yeah i got these from uh v-i-d-d-y uh viddy well instead of uh imdb i just want to make sure i'm giving a little credit for some of these behind the scenes and that the they actually used the real they they filmed the cabrini green uh scenes at the actual cabrini green in chicago that was the last one eric that kind of stuff definitely helped because I, lo- I loved how gritty and oh yeah gritty, which i mean again i know i knew i used that word too much i'll just own it but that it, it was so much better that openings anyway i'm, I'm getting into another thing to, which I'll to strengths and weaknesses yeah are we going into notes now do you not no. have bond, you're done okay I, my behind the scenes was sandra bulk and eddie murphy why did yeah that was good because I, I sandra bullet could have worked she she fit i think she fit the vibe of i think you could put any not to get into my strength, like I think you could put many people into the lead female character and it wouldn't have changed much. Not yeah. even a negative toward her. It just you know, no, Virginia it, Madsen was good, but I agree. She, she did her job, but Sandra, you throw yeah. in Sandra Bullock, I think the movie doesn't go higher. Well, I don't think it changes much. So, but again, Eddie Murphy was the big one. You change that, that is a whole. I'm thinking it's a comedy. I think most people would. So, are you talking about the girl you, from the bus? Yes, the girl from the oh, bus. Yeah. A provocative movie, movie. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was very um, Brad, have you already done behind the scenes? Yeah, I think yep. we're all done. Okay, so well, paying general, attention. You made twenty three thousand dollars off of bee stings. Um, nice. Okay. I I just I just made a note of uh, the there was like a a guy that looked very nineties with like this very nineties like blonde hairstyle at the very beginning of the movie. I just thought that was kind of funny. If anyone else knows that, he just looked kind of like a dorky nineties guy, but um. And they're talking about kind of the vibes of Urban Legend, because if you've seen Urban Legend or Urban Legend Final Cut, um, the, the the first one definitely has the same vibe. We have uh, uh, the 
you know, obviously the knowledgeable professor talking about urban legends, Ted Mosby style, where you just get to like talk with the the teenage the the the, the college students casually while doing slideshows. Um, but <laughs> it had that same vibe. And uh, teaching in Robert, college is very easy if you watch apparently TV shows and movies, and you get a big old fat check for going there. But um, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I feel like I was kind of joking, obviously saying urban legend ripped it off, but like they do talk, it's not like, like they, they clearly talk about urban legends in this, in this movie a lot and having a whole academic field on it. Um, and then I noticed, I know this is a movie that Eric doesn't like and Brad's kind of neutral on, but I felt like there was a lot of vibes, a lot of similar vibes from this to 2002's The Ring, or you could say Ringu as well, but um but like having a reporter who is skeptical of something that seems obviously supernatural is like, okay, let's, let's get down to the bottom of this. We're not obviously believing in Samara, you know, killing people through a tape or I'm not believing in, uh, you know, an actual candy man. And the tone felt more like investigative drama thriller more than actual horror. And that could be a criticism or just a misidentification of the movie. But I felt like the good majority of the movie felt like more of an investigation drama thriller than actual like horror. But to Eric's hopefully a little pleasure was that even though it was a fantasy horror, it essentially kind of was a slasher movie. It was just um a more a little bit slower paced uh, at the beginning especially but it is like a slasher movie it was a creative yeah. way to get Cre- yeah creative way to do a slasher movie but the pretty iconic uh villain uh or should have been more iconic this had terrible sequels and i've seen a few of the sequels too but um they're yeah, but, uh, i think the, the most recent i think the the, the oh, oh sorry yeah i meant like not not like 2000s and all like 90s and 2000s not yeah they had the uh, the other side of darkness treatment, which means they went straight to video. And <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that was all for the ring. And then, yeah, I was also, yeah, the next thing was actually talking about um, how I wish it had, that could have spawned a decent like Friday the, thir- Friday the 13th or Halloween style franchise. But instead they just, you know, went to lesser, you know, CD movie type thing. Are the and- sequels, is she the Candyman? No, Tony Todd is still the the guy. He's still the, he's still the main guy. He's still the killer. Um, which I'm not sure. That, I'll be curious if that's a good or bad thing because the way they set it up, if that like if we were, I've heard some people say they 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 would have been interested to see a Candyman. I guess no. I might have to change the title if it was yeah Candy Lady Candy Woman. Um, candy woman. Yeah, I, I think I mean, you can't beat Tony ends, Todd so, on this. Yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah. but I didn't like. Well, we'll get it. Oh no, well, I, I think we're all gonna have a similar view on the ending. But uh, but then um, but man, like it goes from this like slow investigation to like waking up in that bathroom scene goes from zero to sixty. And you're just like, oh man, like dead dog, baby possibly is dead. Like you had, it was like, I did not remember that scene at all. Where it's like suddenly she wakes up with blood, and I was just like, that was such a a U turn when it comes to like everything. At first was very like objective and academic, and like okay, let's study the Candyman. And suddenly it's just like, oh okay, we're really get like getting into it. And I did not remember that. Um, which is also the next note is just how much I did not remember. I could have sworn I saw it, and there was a lot of scenes. I'm like, this is a pretty major plot point that I do not remember. Um, and then talking about impressive and or gross that they use real bees and Tony Todd's mouth. But then that was before I knew that he got $23,000 for it. Essentially, you know, he didn't know it was going to be that much, but, um, but still. It's, it's, kind of, it's maybe not funny, but interesting to think back on all that. So like they film a scene, then Tony Todd's like, all right, let's see. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. <laughs> I know. I was like, like who's, who's, test, who's testing no, out no, if no, it's no, a real right bees here, thing? Just, 
There's yeah, one in my mouth. There's a, a beast thing in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> they had to like take a picture of his face before and after to make sure that he got his his proper payment. That's all I had for Juno Nets, by the way. So and yeah, so whoever wants to go next. This this wasn't a critique because I was actually just wondering. Because I remember the it seems like such an obvious thing, right? In horror movies, it seems like uh the the main character or just a character will do something frustrating, like picking up a knife or like picking up something that will incriminate them. What did y'all think about Virginia Madsen? picking up the knife when she wakes up um because i i part of me thought oh are you kidding me no but the sense. other part of me well okay yeah. okay maybe but also i thought no sense. she's coming to and she has no idea where she is so was it justified because she's waking up and she doesn't know what's going on and so she she sees blood does she need to defend herself so it, it's it's okay or did y'all think no that's irredeemable. i, I, I feel like dumb. Yeah, I feel like it'd be it'd be a bit of a stretch to wake up, see a mom who seems very clearly distraught that her baby is gone, and think that somehow, oh, oh, you're saying because she might have had to defend herself just from the no, mom. No, she picked up the knife. I thought right away, didn't she? Before she saw the mom. Oh, see, I must. I, maybe I missed when she picked up the knife. I thought she. I thought she was. She didn't pick up the knife until she felt like she had to defend herself from the mom who also thought Virginia, Virginia Madsen head. was the. Oh yeah, she saw a, a severed dog's head. Yeah, so you're thinking at that point you're still like I, I'm. I'm trying to justify it maybe because I don't. I didn't don't like blood do all over her. Yeah, her like, sweater. As the viewer, you're waking up or you're seeing the scene. I'm like, oh, what did she do? I know she's not going to necessarily think that. Yeah, I, I I'm know. not I'm... thinking. Oh shit, she's in danger. I'm thinking, what? What did she do? She just blacks out and severs a dog's head and. Possibly you're her and you know that you're not a killer and you wake up and there's blood everywhere. Maybe uh, you think I need a weapon. But don't you, you know, wake I, up thinking, I don't know what happened either. So yeah, I mean, you're I mean, in a parking like, garage jump to, and I'm a bad out. person, but you don't remember anything and you got blood on you and there's a dead dog. Maybe you put those two together. I, I don't know. I thought it was weird that she immediately grabs the weapon putting her fingerprints on it, I think I would have not done that. I feel like she would have come out, if I were in her situation, I would have come out seeing how distraught the mom is, put two and two together of like, I don't know what happened, but clearly she thinks I She's killed the baby. Me. So you need to get out of there. Because obviously, yeah. what can you say to like to be like, oh, I feel, like I, she did that, I feel like she did that again with her friend getting killed. I didn't see that didn't handle really. I thought, yeah, I thought it, does, it doesn't, it doesn't show her killer. I don't think, I don't think it shows her kill Bernadette because it that doesn't, part but I, she, I think like she wakes up and like touches multiple things kind of incriminating her again. I thought maybe I'm misremembering that, but she didn't yeah. handle again. I can't say I would handle waking up and being in a horrible scene and not knowing what happened. And especially if it's implied that you're the one who caused the scene well, I say that I'll be, so I'll be handled sorry. either of them well. I would say she didn't handle I mean, I know, them well. I say that I, I, I promise you, I know that Candyman killed Bernadette. But like, I mean, it doesn't show you very much of that. It does seem frustrating. Obviously, she does stab. Um, what's her name? Anyway, I can't remember the woman that has the baby because there's a lot. Anyway, um, Anne Marie. Anne Marie, thank you. I almost said Annie, but or Anna, but I knew it was. Anyway, um, it does show her stab her which is frustrating. But anyway, I just, I felt like picking up the knife wasn't that bad, but then like Anna, Anna Marie was not a threat and then she stabs her and then the police walk in. So, um, no, I think it makes sense for her to, to grab the knife immediately. Cause again, yeah, if you're waking up, you're thinking, kind of what I thought, yeah. you're thinking candy. I'm saying before she saw what's happening outside, if you're thinking the guy that I just saw in the parking garage, uh, it probably is just another gang member, whoever pretending to be, um, 
pretending to be Candyman, like the guy in the the bathroom uh, earlier. I would, yeah, you would want to defend yourself because usually we get mad at people in movies when they don't defend themselves, when they drop the knives and all that kind of stuff. And at the time, she's just in a bloody room with a bloody dog head or whatever. And she could easily think the killer is out in the room. And then once she sees that it's the mom freaking out, I, and then she starts to direct that at her, at Virginia Madsen, then I would be getting out of there because it's like, obviously, but- you can't ration, rationalize with a distraught mom who is. Dead, dead set on the fact that you have kidnapped her baby. Sorry, go ahead, Eric. Again, I, I can't say, because I've never been in this situation, but you wake up in that, maybe don't grab something to defend yourself that's covered in blood that's clearly oh, been gotcha. used as a weapon. No. If you're innocent or not, you're all of a sudden, your fingerprints are all over this cleaver. Maybe go to the kitchen, grab a fresh knife. I just, and again, I know you're not going to be thinking yeah. like that. Probably, I think in the moment you'll grab whatever's closer to you. But I know, yeah. I know, but I, that's and still, still kind of lean more toward, hey, there's a cleaver sitting next to a severed dog head. If I grab this, all of a sudden I might be suspect number one for who did this. Mm. I don't know. No, I, I didn't even think about that until Brad said. I didn't think about like no, why I she why she had the. I, I wondered why she had the knife when the mom was attacking her because clearly. At that point, you're just in a lose-lose situation of just like get out of there because she's yeah she's gonna think you're the killer because you're the only one in the room or in the apartment and you're covered in blood um, and all that. So it's like yeah you're not gonna be like hey let me say my side of the story like she's the mom is gonna obviously think you're the one doing it. So yeah, um, but yeah, where were we? General notes still. Um, Eric or Brad? Sorry, Brad, I think Brad was still going right. No, that that was that was the only one I had. I just wanted to see what y'all thought oh, about that. I'm, okay. I'm good with oh, that. Was okay. all, we can go on to okay. Well then my general notes, um again, Candyman he had a very creepy voice and I thought the whole get up, the outfit, the hook, everything with the blood slash honey, it, it was a very creepy costume. So that'll that that could also come up in my strengths. Right. But I did make note of that. Um I didn't know how long she was locked up for. Because we we talked about the timeline um, yeah. questions, but she's locked up. It didn't seem long, but she comes back and Trevor's already moving in with somebody. That seemed. I mean, I yeah. get that he's a douchebag. I, I think and like, that was I, supposed to be fast, though, wasn't it? But still, like when the psychiatric hospital, it they seemed like she was only there for a they couple a days for the psychiatric. Even I know you're talking about a different thing, but yeah. Even even if he like, we get that he's not a good person. But do you really, even a bad person, do you move on with somebody that you're like moving into your apartment? Well, I mean, she was also his, this, I just would have liked to have known was that, was she in there for weeks, a month, or days? Yeah. I, wish I, I, think, I think as soon as he, I think as, I think day one, that student was at his house. I, th- I think, he, I think, okay. well, I don't think she was there. I don't think she was there. That makes him, he was there. A douche his, and a moron, then I guess. But like, well, I, just, I know. I'm just saying he 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 was already sleeping with her when we saw when she I know, introduced. I know. Again, I'm not. No, I'm just, Trevor's he, bad. Tre- Trevor was. Uh, you think you at least be man. kind of smart about? Hey, maybe let's not move in and repaint the whole place within a few days of her being admit. Like that just seemed. Smug and immoral can be a bad combination, or not can be, is a bad combination. And obviously, when especially when they're having that dinner scene, and it was like all the intellectuals talking. Obviously, nothing wrong with intellectuals talking, but like sometimes you could, you know, when they were talking about, you could tell that they were very like 
you know, they're strutting their stuff. They know that they're like smarter than everyone else kind of thing, especially Trevor. Um, so like that smugness or smudgeness um, and the, uh, the, uh, and the yeah immorality or whatever being like, yeah, I can sleep with a student. Even if he wasn't married to anyone, he's sleeping with a student. Um, and then he's also, yeah, I thought married. they were married. No, no, I'm saying even oh, okay. yeah, oh, so I'm saying in a, in a hyper- bad either way. I'm saying as yeah, a professor yeah. dating a student, yeah. even as a single man or woman, that would not be a good look at all. Kind of like you know we talked about with uh, again what a- Ted Mosby again. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I forgot about that. There's, yeah, jeez, <laughs> uh, that, that that show is um, not aging well. But um, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I had um to to I guess go continue on that theme. I did agree with her on even though she was just being petty. I agree with her on critiquing their color scheme of just painting the whole apartment pink. <laughs> it seemed like an odd choice. I don't know if that's just because she's a college student or what they were going with there, but painting the whole thing pink. She was definitely in the right there, not just being a petty um, ex-wife to be. And then at the very end, uh, I don't remember her name, but the mistress girl, she was tapping her hand when she was like angry at Trevor for not coming out of the bathroom to help with dinner, tapping her hand pretty hard with the sharp end of the knife, which I just thought was strange. Yeah, it was. So, but that's, I, I, I noticed, I noticed that too, her strange reaction to him just being like in the bathroom saying he's not that hungry and, and his wife, like, his, doing his, his wife had just died. Like he's going to, it's pretty, even, yeah, even, yeah, true. even if he was, was a, a very moral person. Yeah. I was like, if he was a good guy and they had moved on after a little while or whatever, it's like, sure. But like, yeah, his wife just died and it wasn't just like dying, you know, it was like a really severe situation of like, she was at least perceived as this murderer and all this stuff. So it's like he can, and he's just spending time in the bathroom saying, uh, honey, I'm not hungry right now or something like that. It's like, you know, that's the only time I'll defend him is like, okay, cut him a little slack, even though no one cared that he, he ended he had up been dying. through some traumatic stuff. Um, um theme or message. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel uh-huh. like there should be a ton here, but I have not come up with a, like a succinct none, one yet. So, Eric, I mean, uh, Brad, did you have one? I'm like, I'm blanking. Uh, I feel like well, this is both choking like George. Well, I mean, because there, there was there was a lot. Not to really, it. it's a horrible oppression movie. is the only one I was thinking about, but not oppression of of Candyman. But you're thinking about like they talk about the like poverty and things like that, and just yeah, what can what it's Candyman had to do to get his hand cut off when he wasn't doing anything wrong that turned him into a villain, unless I'm missing something with his backstory. But like, obviously what he's doing with a severed hand and all that in the hook, he's obviously the villain, but like he was oppressed as a human being back 130 years before the movie was made um, and all that. And then you're talking about the, you know, the poverty and the way people are living and that little kid was living and all that, I feel like that could be one, but sorry, Brad, go ahead. That's the best. No, that's, I, I was going to say, it was, it's, it's obviously the movie's about systemic racism. The movie's got a lot of deeper meanings, but what I do appreciate it is it's got a, it's got a deeper message to it. Right. But it also works really well. as just a slasher. Essentially. I, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. It's not, you, you can look into it and analyze it, but you can also just enjoy it as 90 minutes of a, of a scary movie. So I do appreciate that, that it's, it, it can it can be looked into and and discussed and it can also it also just scares you. It's also just a good gritty early '90s movie with a great soundtrack. So the um, soundtrack was good. I liked it. Yeah, Philip uh, Philip. Yeah. I did look that up. Philip Glass did the music, and it was he apparently. Great. I don't think what I've read. He didn't really like the movie at the time because he thought it was going to be like a 
again, like a more grounded take on it more than what he saw as kind of like a low budget slasher and then has apparently softened a little bit as time has gone on and people have revisited it. Cause I don't think it was like some big hit, but people have revisited it and like, Oh, it's like a, you know, pretty, pretty interesting movie. I, well, I have some thoughts on strengths and weaknesses, but there are some thoughts on, there was a weakness that I wanted to bring up, but, um, but yeah, so that, that's all I have for theme and message. Unless Brad, you have a second one. No, I mean, that, I think, I think oppression, I think oppression is, Ah, oppression is better um, because obviously the, the residents of Cabrini Green and the way that they're treated and the way that they don't really get attention until a white woman, uh, you know, it's just gets, gets hurt. When, when the white woman gets hurt, then all of a sudden they're getting attention. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's about racism. It's about the way black people are treated versus the way white people are treated. So there's there's a lot going on. Um but I, I do, and I do appreciate that. But at the same time, it's it's a slasher. It can be it can be enjoyed and yeah. appreciated in, in different ways. And I do think that's what makes it work. And I do think that's what makes it um, so widely discussed. And I, I I've not seen the sequels in between, but I've seen the one that Jordan Peele uh, produced, and I believe co-wrote the screenplay. And I and I did like that one. So I think that makes a good double feature if you just watch the original. And it was different one. enough. I, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I like, no, that's all. That's all I was gonna say. I think those make a good double feature, and maybe some of the sequels are entertaining. But I do, I do, I do like that they made a recent one with a um, a director who has been successful, um, because I think that makes it where it, it stayed. Uh, Candyman as a character um, has stayed relevant, and uh, not that he had gone away, but I just think that that's really cool that Jordan Peele uh, did a spin on it, and uh, it was a, a good movie. So I think that's it's, it's a very interesting urban legend. My only like five second review of the 2021 one one version was uh, that it was beautifully shot, like stylish, really like I love the way it looked. I just didn't feel like it was I feel like they didn't, it wasn't as like there wasn't much tension or wasn't as creepy. And like, obviously, you're missing Todd, Tony Todd. Like you kind of like I know he was in like a brief moment, but but yeah, yeah, we can I want to be somewhat vague, but that was kind of my general takeaway. But if we in case we ever do a, the, the 2021 version at some point, but I have uh, two quotes. Um, I can do one and we can just bounce around, but mine uh, was be my victim. Cause obviously he likes, you know, he likes to say that, but I feel like it is a good quote that fits kind of his and his warped mind. He kind of, he's like trying to romanticize this kind of like, like he's, he doesn't see himself probably as a villain, like most people. Um, but like, I don't know, he is saying victim. So I'm sure he knows he's a bad guy, but I don't know, be my victim is such a unique uh, phrase for a killer to say. Um, so I wanted to make sure I put that one because I do have a funny quote for my my last one. But whoever wants to go next on any quotes, I did. I did too. Yeah, he had, he had a lot of good ones. Well. Let me go. Ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Well, mainly yeah. my second one was exactly what Austin had was. But I had the whole thing. Believe in me. Be my victim. I just put that it's a very good. It's good and very creepy. So yes, I, he said it multiple times. It creeped me out. So it was a good quote. Uh, the other one was definitely more funny and it was actually Trevor of all people. And it was just, it's late and I'm smashed when he was getting into bed. Um, I have a Trevor quote. I have, I have a Trevor I didn't quote have, too. I didn't have a lot of quotes to be honest. And I'll do, pretty yeah, early I'll, on. I didn't come Brad, up with Brad, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll do one good, one actually good one and then one silly one. So yeah, the, the one that I liked that Candyman said also that was creepy was uh, as he's speaking to Helen, he says, I am the writing on the wall the whisper in the classroom without oh. these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. 
Um, yeah. That one. I mean, again, I mean, it's, it's a good quote anyway. Tony Todd was so good. It was so good. It's so, so, yeah, so unsettling in this movie. And then also I liked it. I get, when I say I liked it, I hated the quote, but in a good way. When um, toward, toward the end, when, when, when Trevor is oh, talking damn. to his, when I Trevor's going to steal mine. He says, what's the matter, sweetie pie? Did you make another boo-boo? <laughs> Dang, that was mine. I really, I knew somebody was going to take that. Yeah, it's that was so, so funny because Eric was probably, Eric was probably paying attention more to the color scheme. But yeah, I was like, I thought that I was hate, really I bad. hated it so much, but like in a good way. Did you like, make a little boo-boo? <laughs> yeah. Did you make, did you make a like, little boo-boo? <laughs> that, that, would be a stu- that would be a stupid thing to say in general, but the, the it's like the funniest quote for your estranged or whatever wife to come in on oh, you saying yeah. too. I, it's not like he's just saying, hey, hey, baby boo, what's for dinner? Like that would still be a little yes, uh, call, embarrassing. Call but boo-boo. did call you make a little boo-boo? boo-boo? Hey, I'll, I'll call people boo-boo like ironically just to be stupid. But like for him to be like, what's the matter, sweetie pie? Did you make a little boo-boo? Like it's, <laughs> it's like, I feel like they just want to hammer home the point that he the is age with difference too. Oh yeah, definitely. And for Helen to have to hear that, like, oh, I looked man, it up. It was, he was he was about thirty eight or thirty nine. You think she's probably a freshman or a sophomore? Like, I think, uh, maybe you know, she's probably eighteen to twenty two. But I, you know, but yeah, you're thinking at least sixteen year gap, if not a twenty year gap. I, um, I like. I was like cringing hearing it, but I rewound. But it I, I rewound it too. Yeah, and, and I was like, I'm gonna make sure I get this one because it was funny. <laughs> Um, that's all I have for quotes. Uh, yeah, Brad, Brad stole my little boo boo one, but um, it was a, I mean, it was a good one, but it was a good delivery by Trevor, but obviously in a terrible way. But Eric, you want to start strengths and weaknesses and go all the way to iconic um, or best moment? Yeah, strengths, uh, the piano music and the creepy like choir music, really the music in general, but both of those, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it other than that piano music and the that creepy choir. Yeah, was excellent. Again, y'all said his name multiple. Tony Todd is Tony Todd. He was so creepy and so good. He kind of made the whole movie. I would say. I thought everybody else was. They did their part. It wasn't like a a negative or a weakness. But he just his voice is that what he sounds like in real life or was that? Yeah, he has that like deep gritty voice. uh, His voice, gravelly voice. I'm not stealing Brad's favorite word. Creepy. It just it it really just. What what was my favorite word? Shudder a little bit. Gritty. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> I know. I, I do overuse Gritty. it. I, I need to look up a you synonym. A, are you a Philadelphia Flyers fan? Is that their mascot? Gritty? No, I don't know. I, I do overuse it. I feel like it's like every 70s. Or the dance. Movie. It's like the dance. I, it's like I, that I, when Eric was somewhat the shiver, uh, shivering or whatever, maybe think about the Parks and Rec scene where they're talking about uh, um, Twilight and they're talking about uh, people quivering or whatever. It's like, this book is very, this <laughs> book is very quivering. quivering. <laughs> this this uh-huh. movie made me shiver for sure anytime he was on screen and really just i don't know if it was actually a set or if they were on location but the uh the the apartment complex and the old rundown like it just yeah, was very was creepy like you put yourself you anytime you're watching horror movies especially you're putting yourself in this spot and i'm like i don't want to be in that i would have been i would have been oh, leaving yeah. immediately I don't, i'm not i'm like screw this i'm doing another paper like i'm not i have not, I, I don't want anything to do with like this. bernie or Bernard, bernadette yeah she yeah, was like all that all here. that stuff was creeping me out so i'm like get me out of here half the movie so like well done on the, on the set again the music and then Candyman himself all of them were such a great strengths that i, I don't I, I i mean there are little bits and little things here and there i didn't like about the movie but those those three things really helped um 
the creepiness of it. Did you watch it, Eric? Did you watch it at night? Uh, no, uh, probably like mid afternoonish. Oh, okay, I was it like, wasn't I'm, quite I'm, dark out, but yeah, yeah. It's like watching it for the first bit. time and not knowing Tony Todd and his like voice or whatever and all that. I feel like if you're yeah, yeah quivering, I'd never or shivering. seen this either, which was obviously good, which made again made it tougher for me oh. to come up with a bunch of notes on it because I'm just watching it to watch it. Yeah. Um, underrated scene. I had the I the bathroom scene uh, to be more the the public bathroom where she goes in to investigate. I thought that was a pretty creepy scene. Wasn't sure what was going to happen every time she opened up a stall door oh, and God, she yeah. gets jumped. I just thought that was a pretty underrated and creepy scene. Um, I didn't really care for the fire ending scene. I feel like we touched on that briefly, and yeah, I think we hinted a little to bit. Touch on yeah. that. Um, but that's really all. I, I don't know if I have iconic. I'm kind of curious what y'all say about iconic. Oh. I might just okay. uh, piggyback. I think I can it. think of two that I feel like most people would say. And I'm kind of curious which one, Brad. Maybe maybe the Bernadette killing or even the oh. dog. Both either of the mm-hmm. times where she woke up not knowing what had happened. But I, I'm curious what y'all say on that because I wasn't. I have I wasn't one, sure I, to go on that. I know there's another one that most people probably think of. Um, but I. Uh, Actually, I guess Brad, you can go next. I can go last on Shrinks Witnesses. Okay, I, uh, I I'll just say kind of the same thing. I didn't really have a lot of weaknesses. I didn't like Trevor's girlfriend, I, and I mean, like, I didn't think the acting was actually that good. Well, like, I know right. it, it wasn't a bad weakness. It's just like I, I thought she was kind of eh. Um, yeah. But I know you're not supposed to like her. But even the acting, I thought was a little whatever. I thought the scene with um with her painting even though i know you're not supposed to like her i still thought that scene was just kind of all right didn't quite land like it was supposed to but again i know i'm reaching a little bit because that character was supposed to be frustrating um but i thought the the good outweighed the bad um big time and i thought the strengths were again philip glass's um soundtrack um the the writing the story i mean it's it's always to me it's always a uh, well, this is an obvious thing, but of course, it's always good when you want to read the source material. And I've read um, The Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker, which got turned into Hellraiser. Um, and this is uh, this was The Forbidden, also written by Clive Barker. It was part of his <clears throat> uh, the uh, Books of Blood. And I want to say uh, The Midnight Meat Train and I think a couple Tales from the Dark Side, a couple of other things that were pretty famous. But anyway, uh, Clive Barker, so he's a very famous horror writer. I'm sure y'all have heard of him, but anyway, it's I always have, good. Yeah. Now I want to read stuff by him because this would be an interesting story uh-huh. to read and see where Candyman came from. Um, but it is, I believe, a novella or at least one of the stories that are in Books of Blood, which is probably like at least probably one of his better known stories. Um, I would say probably that and then Hell, you know, or sorry, the, the Hellbound Heart that became Hellraiser. But anyway, the, the writing and then, of course, the uh, the location shooting was definitely good. That is cool to know that it was filmed where it was supposed to be set. Um, the cinematography, a lot of the overhead shots, a com- you know, to me, Philip Glass, the combination of Philip Glass's soundtrack and the overhead shots. Um, I mean, I, I love what you said, Eric, too, about like, I would not I would not want to go there. It was it was super creepy. Yeah. The combination of the creepy locations and Tony Todd being so menacing, um, mm-hmm. all of that just made for a, a really good combination. And then to me, actually, I know you already said it, but I, I do think Bernadette's death was – that was my favorite – when I say favorite, I mean that was my – to me, that was the best scene because she um, she can't stop Candyman and she feels helpless I'm sure part of it is not only is her best friend going to die, she's going to be blamed. It's like everything that could go yeah. wrong. 
can't stop him. She's going to be blamed for it. Her best friend is going to die. She's yelling out, trying to stop her to tell her to go away. But it's like, as the audience, you're scared because you know what's going to happen. You're and she's a sympathetic her. character, unlike obviously Trevor yeah, and some of the other characters. Yeah. They're a very likable character. She was probably him. more likable than Virginia Madsen, only because Virginia Madsen sometimes was too like hyper focused on the job at hand, where she was like not a very like not that she's supposed to be like a warm person. That's not her job, but like as like a main character, you didn't feel as invested in her. At least I didn't. Like you know, okay, she's. I was. I, was, I thought Bernadette might die. I did not see her dying necessarily that, that early, but it did make sense plot wise. But sorry, go ahead, Brad. No, no, I, I agree with you. Plot wise, it 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 makes sense, especially with like a lot of the the material that we're that we're watching, right? I mean, Bernadette was not a shock death, but it was also a very sad one. Because I do agree, I think she was the most likable and the most sympathetic character. And so, you're watching this helpless, not inevitable thing happen. But what I mean is, when you see her, when when you know Candyman is there and you see Bernadette walking up, you know she's going to die then, and they still let it drag out just enough where it's not annoying but it's still even more difficult to watch. I thought it was a great scene all the way through acting and the way that the scene evolved. So I think that's the best scene. All right. So we're all going to have different best scenes again. Uh, my strengths were, yeah, the opening scene. I thought like it was classic, you know, slasher where you have the Ted Raimi and the, the, his girlfriend talking and doing the, Candyman in front of the, in, in front of the mirror. I thought it was a pretty well set up scene. Um, and the atmosphere, I think we've all touched on that creepy atmosphere, kind of dreamlike um, or very dreamlike. Uh, a perfect role for Tony Ty. Like I can't imagine anyone else doing that role, um, AKA death from uh, Final Destination. I put that in the notes, but, uh, and, and, and the title, again, I love, you know, movie titles and I hate like boring generic ones, but like the forbidden is like, that could be so many different movies or so many different titles uh that could you know apply to so many different movies but Candyman is a really uh great it's a perfect name for like an urban an urban legend too like that it sounds like a name that somebody would be attached to an urban legend and eric did steal my underrated scene i actually thought no one was going to mention it but yeah the uh gross bathroom scene not only the the physical like stench that you like oh it's gonna it would smell terrible in there it's just like an ab a semi-abandoned public bathroom even if nothing happened, that's just like an unsettling place to be is like a rundown bathroom like that. No one likes public bathrooms. But then on top of her opening stalls and it was, I felt like it was a pretty quiet scene. I don't remember having like a lot of loud noises or jump scares and then having the, the gang come and like hurt her and almost kill her except for that little kid uh, saving her life essentially. But um, so I thought that was an underrated moment because I, I didn't, I did not remember that moment if I even seen that moment before. And uh, that was creepy. Um, yeah, weaknesses, I didn't find it particularly scary, but I do, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it was creepy throughout for, uh, like, like we were saying. So I'd rather have a kind of a creepy vibe than one or two good scary scenes. Like it felt like it was, it, you know, permeated the whole, yeah, the whole atmosphere, the whole vibe of the movie. Um, and then as Eric also said, the, I, the Candyman look is, you know, has, it's aged well, it doesn't look cheesy or anything. It's just like, it's unique and yeah, so it kind of goes into my iconic iconic scene in just a minute of why I think it's an iconic look uh, to overuse the word iconic now. But um, and the underwhelming acting, I actually put co uh, Trevor's college uh, stu college student slash girlfriend was just not great. I didn't say terrible. Like yeah, Brad and I kind of agreed on that. It's not terrible, but she was like, oh, you know, 
she she was just the weaker link and then i think we all or at least eric and i didn't really like the ending i didn't think the ending fit for a lot of reasons it felt like they probably finished with a more anticlimactic ending and then the studio i'm gonna i'm this is all hypothetical or whatever guessing here um uh not hypothetical but yeah it's just me uh yeah just guessing but i i bet i'm guessing that they wanted something a little juicier at the end something a little scarier and more generic horror than the slow burn that we were getting most of the movie and i didn't think virginia madsen looked great with her little like bald cap on like it looked fake it didn't look creepy it was like the opposite of Candyman. like she didn't have like a scary vibe to her at all um and and trevor's like death scene he looked kind of silly in the tub with his like fa facial expression which he kind of deserved um to have a bad death scene but it, it felt very rushed and it didn't it didn't feel like it meshed with the rest of the scene the rest of the movie and it my like they were setting yeah. up for sequels which you which is weird yeah they did but they didn't utilize that which I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad they didn't because i thought it was kind of a lame way to go yeah. But then they go sequels and then just go back to regular Candyman, even though it definitely ended with look, her yeah. taking over kind of as the Candyman. So I'm going to look I, and see when the second one happened. Second movie was actually only three years they later. They do a prequel? Maybe they did a prequel. Like that's the only way. If you want to make more Candyman movies at that point and you don't want to use her as the the killer, yeah. like because it's not scary, then you just yeah, show a prequel. Show, show the origin story of Candyman. Like that would have been all, cool. Yeah, all the, all, the cool. Feedback, all the feedback came back and was like Tony Todd was the best part of it. And they're like, never, never mind, never mind. We're just gonna go in a different direction. Forget that ending. Because oh, I'm sure, I mean I, it was a 50% drop on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for what it's worth. It was like what 70 something, 70 was it 79? Uh the original one. And then the the sequel three years later, just three years later, was 22% with Tony Todd, but I don't think anybody else. Um but uh I get any yeah. grades. Um, but actually, no, I actually didn't do my iconic yet. But um, oh. but my, mine was the parking garage scene. Um, it's really the first time you get like a full shot of him. And I thought it, it's just a unique aspect to a slasher movie instead of her being like, hey, get in the car, get in the car, like us screaming at the TV. She's like, you know, lured into this like dreamlike trance or whatever. So she can't even run away from him when she wants. But I think the only other iconic scene, Eric, when you're talking about it, was probably most people probably think of the garage, parking garage and probably the scene where he has the mouth full of bees and essentially like kisses her. Yeah, um, but uh, I'll go last on on grades. Whoever wants to jump in before me. Brad, do you want to go ahead? I gave it an A. I didn't see a whole lot of problems with it. I thought it was scary when it tried to be scary and it's got it's got a good mix of social commentary and scares and like i said the only little weakness was a little bit of acting and for the most part it's a it's a, a quick journey and a, and a successful or you know it, it does what it tries to do and I, I i've seen it three or four times now i'd watch it again it's like kind of on my halloween every couple of years watch list so i think it's a it's aged well it's a good movie yeah okay i gave it a b i again overall creepiness there was a lot of positives but overall story-wise a good horror movie, but just not, not something I see myself watching that many times, I guess. Um, but even if it again, made you it, shiver, it may be shiver again. <laughs> I think, I think the killer and the costume and a lot of the scenes like of the, the settings were good, but overall there's a lot of, a lot of scenes that just didn't grab me or just as an overall plot 
it was a very good movie. It was a good movie. Again, B is a good, it's good, good to our like I shouldn't have to, I guess, explain that. Defend it. Yeah, I'm it's, going it's back a, and forth. B is a good, I like but... B. B is a good movie. I'd watch it again, but I yeah. have a lot of horror movies I like better. I, I really hate when movies don't stick a good ending. So the, the ending really did knock it down a little bit for me. Yes, uh, so I, I go back and forth between B plus and A minus. I'm I have A minus written down right now, but I did shuffle back and forth. I had it as a solid A while I was watching it because sometimes I'll be watching the movie while I'm taking the notes and put what where I'm feeling right now. But okay, right now I feel like it's an A. Then it dropped at the end with just like that kind of to me just a little over the top ending. Um, so I'm gonna stick with A minus though. But it was kind of on the fence, but. Um, Eric, I thought, was, drop, I thought you were gonna drop more just so Candyman would get B's. Oh, that that's a good one. That's why um, I chose my letter. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'll go with that. <laughs> Eric is the only one that yeah didn't choose a movie today. So Eric, uh, wait, I got to get my dang uh, tab open here. Um, we have one through I think it's like twenty. Yeah, still yeah one through twenty now for horror. Uh, <laughs> oh man you guys are gonna hate me for this we can skip this one if we want uh i'll put the, the three best horror movie titles <laughs> i'm guessing i'm the one that came up with that one and no one else did um this could be a really uh, quick one too because i was about to say discussion. i'm not opposed to doing it because i think we could like, do what's it a good quickly cool for time yeah. for time i don't think it's a bad idea to have a quickish one all right i already have a couple i'm trying to think of i i'll go with one of halloween I think it's simple and great. Like it just, it's, I don't want, you don't need some cool no, that's- title. It's about Halloween, about a murder on Halloween. It's a good title. Hmm. I actually, this is too, I have too many now. I'm trying, I'm trying to narrow it down, but I, the only thing I would push back on Halloween is because it's so generic that I feel like oh. they, I, I wish they had done like Halloween night or done something with the word Halloween, but like, I don't know. Halloween not, night's terrible. Halloween night's no. terrible. Sorry. I, I, yeah, that's I terrible. That. Terrible. I, <laughs> I, just, I would oh, oh, no, like, actually, I think he's joking, but I lean more toward terrible. Like it's, I like, it's just, it's simple. But Halloween night isn't adding much to it. I didn't, I didn't like, Oh, no. Yeah, it's not. It's it's irrelevant. It's of course not me howling during the day. It's howling at night. <laughs> okay. But I feel like just naming it after a holiday, like they're having a new one called Thanksgiving, Eric or Brad. I don't know if you actually saw. I've that. seen they're the many... previews, and I like I like again the simplicity. Actually, I might pick that as my second one. See, I'm gonna movie. yeah. See, I'm I gonna like the I'm simplicity gonna... of it. Just come out with what I love. Simplicity. Eric, this is what but... they call the yeah. bad Christmas ah. one. Like just call it Christmas. Oh, that's such a bad argument. Christmas, oh my god. Christmas with two like <laughs> no. knives making the X oh, or something. Such a, I don't know. No, well, just, oh, you can't name a movie. No, I actually have Black Christmas for one of the best ones because it's yeah, it keeps the holiday in there, but it obviously adds a dark tone, like literally. But like it's it's so much better. Thanksgiving than just, has a, a butcher knife in the K, I think. Oh so. god. So I'm gonna go with Black Christmas now just out of spite because I, I was on the fence about it, but because Eric's saying like any holiday can just be called that, like valentine well, when the valentine. holiday is based on horror halloween is the pinnacle of horror movies especially based around that holiday i think it can uh, it's claim... not horrible i just think i wish you had a little bit it's more horrible. identity it's to amazing it. yes it's my bloody valentine it's perfect instead of just being valentine i know there's actually a movie called valentine as well but yeah that's that not was like a good a, one that's not my a... bloody valentine okay um it's, it's like a perfect slasher title i'm just saying so it's not it's, that's have not to get one too of my creative votes, with so. halloween halloween in itself is a scary holiday that when you think horror movie around halloween you think michael myers halloween you think yeah, you don't good, need halloween good, night. Good, 
Well, Eric Thank might get a, Eric Brad might get around to saying one, but yeah, I have um, Black Christmas is my only one I've actually said. My Bloody Valentine is not actually my vote. Um, Brad, go ahead. I pick my first pick is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's that's not a bad one. I just actually rewatched the original one. I, I, I know y'all don't to, like the movies, I I like the name. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't mind the name. I just don't like the movie that much. It's okay. I don't mind the name. It's better than I love Halloween. I love the Halloween franchise. But I have to. I don't like when I have. I don't. I don't like when I don't like when I have to specify. If I say I love Halloween, I have to specify. I'm talking about the movie franchise or a. That's blaming on all the stupid sequels. Halloween itself. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that if I say, "Oh, I love Halloween," I could be talking about the season of Halloween. I know, Michael I was... Myers is scary. Boom, done. They know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, okay. Um, maybe. Okay. I, all right. I have a second one. I'll go, go with ahead, Urban Legend. I think. I think that's a. It, the movie itself is pretty dumb and cheesy, but Urban Legends are a, a popular theme in horror movies, and I think it's it's again it's simple. Didn't need to be Urban Legend colon which Urban Legend? Just Urban Legend. I might be a hypocrite here. I might be a hypocrite here, but I think I can defend it a little bit. But I'm going to go Friday the 13th. Um, that was going to be my it's, it's, one, honestly. I was like, it's not, it's not a holiday. Austin, Austin, do you mean the holiday or the movie? Yeah, I knew, I knew. I was like, that. The, ho- the only reason people would talk about it as a holiday is because of the movie. That's not the other way around, really. It was a, it's a, it's a gripping, dark kind of sound. That's, that's what they always talk about when you watch Did they those. ever mention it actually takes place on Friday the 13th? Yeah, and like the sequels they do, because uh, technically yeah. the sequels are like I, Honestly, I, I'm going to argue it just for the sake because you stole it from me. And you are so adamant against uh, one is not a, one is not a whole season. One is a, a specific but Friday Thirteenth no should just be called J- they should just be called Jasons honestly because like it's Friday Thirteenth has nothing to do or or call it uh uh oh my god I think he uh, didn't he die on a Friday the Thirteenth is that like the whole move, thing move over like a little bit so I can read your shirt I'm blanking uh, on the camp. camp camp Crystal Lake they call it Crystal Lake. Over Friday, I like the name Friday Thirteenth because it sounds too pleasant. Because Friday the Thirteenth is notorious for like the the bad yeah bad things happening. I appreciate it, but it they don't ever actually make it obvious that it takes place on Friday the Thirteenth. I was gonna pick that for for what it's worth, but I'm gonna argue it because you took it. There's actually a lot of good titles. I'm trying to they just don't make it obvious. I guess. I'm I'm adding the three worst horror movie titles if we wanted more titles. Yeah, I have, I have some bad And I was like, because uh, like I don't I like the Scream franchise and Scream is not a bad title. I just feel like mm. it's it's just okay. And apparently they were trying to do a play on words I about like disagree with think it's a great title. Look like Brad, I couldn't tell if Brad was agreeing or disagreeing with Austin, but I was actually gonna pick that one. Oh, for your bet. I didn't say it was bad. It's, I, it's okay, a, I another simple Scream. The mask is great. I know it's not part of this, but I'm just, yeah, I'm going to take Scream. That's okay. I was, I was going to, no, I was going to, okay. I was going to, no, the actual title I'm fine with the, the logic behind it was that it was supposed to be like, you know, uh, Matthew Litter, Lillard's character, like whenever at the end of the movie, whenever you're talking about things being like really fun, you say, oh, it's going to be a Scream. They were trying to make a play on words as the, for the title being like scream like you're being stabbed or scream Can like I take it's, it's, it's the, funny the, the, i the like scream as a title. movie title of stab do you like that one or within, not like it yeah definitely stab it's, is an awesome it's movie. simple 
No, that no. I, I was like actually better. I promise I, I was gonna. I, no, I, was actually, I promise I was actually gonna argue that I don't mind Scream as a title. It's, it's fine. It's like I'm not. Stab. But I th- I thought Stab could be better, but it's definitely better than the original title. Which do either one of you know the original title? I'm sure one of you does, but I don't. Brad, what was the original title of Scream? Oh, I, I said okay. Oh, sk- it was uh, scary movie. Um, it was oh, actually, okay. No, I, yeah, I think you told it, it, obviously it predates scary the the comedy scary movies, but they were the all the way up through filming. They were like filming, and it was called like when you when they're doing like the outtakes and all that. Like it says, usually it says like scary movie, um, which would have been it would not have fit the vibe because it would have come off too comical. So I agree. Out of those, Scream is a fine title, but um, title. I've done two, so I've done Friday the Thirteenth. I've done all three of mine. I don't know if Brad's done any. I'll do, so. I'll do the, my second one is The Silence of the Lambs. That's a yeah, good one. That is a good one. It fits the title, especially, yeah. especially with Anthony Hopkins explaining why it's called that. That it is. Chloe can't stop having that nightmare. She can't stop hearing the the lambs. Like the it's, 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 the lambs. Yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I think that's a. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. It's no Halloween, but it's good. Um. It's, it's, not as good as that, but it's still a, a solid title. I mean, honestly, I know we, we might be recency biased, but I do think Candyman is a really cool title. Like it, it is. It, it's a good like to to feed off of Eric's like urban legend was a good simple title. I agree, but like Candyman is such a good name for an urban legend. Um, I, yeah. As I'm, I know. I know you weren't arguing against. It. I'm just saying. I feel like, like to, it could have involved to. candy or something, maybe. Like on his victims, he leaves like a little, you know, little well, piece I mean, of hard candy. See, like uh, you always, like it's, it's not an urban legend in the uh, murder, like the that sense, like the whole don't take candy from like an, like that. That's yeah, a thing yeah. of like you're telling would, your kids don't take candy from a man and unmarked man. It had nothing to do with candy whatsoever. I felt you could have possibly thrown that in there. I like the way they went with it. I like the bees. I like everything they did with it. And I do technically like the name, but they don't really go together. Interesting. Okay. Well, Eric, I think you're the only one with one left, right? No, I picked all mine. Well, what was your last I one, sorry? I have I have one left. I did Scream, an, Halloween, and Urban Legend. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. I have a I have an honorable mention that I could throw in as well. Brad, let's get Brad get his last one. Brad go. those honorable My honorable last ones. official one is David Lynch's 1997 thriller slash horror Lost Highway. I've seen that one. That's yeah. That's a pretty good one, yeah. I think that could count as. I think that could. I just think it's. A, it's just think it's a cool title. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. I just think it's. It doesn't really tell you enough about it, but it's a really creepy movie. Um, and then my honorable mention goes to the cult classic, which leaves nothing up to your imagination as to what the movie is about. Killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> that's. I think that's in the category of my bloody Valentine. Of like, yeah, yeah. Um, I would put that. I was going to go. A fun my honorable mention goes with the rest of my three of simplistic and clearly what it's about i like simplistic it's too psycho. yes but also like when they give you oh, way, psycho. 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 way more psycho. detail than you need that's what i like about that one and because that movie, I, I agree but i'm just saying did what it was to stick to it to austin a little more of i'm picking four movies that just are like here this is what it's, oh, what do you need to read what this movie is about no it's about halloween oh no well, it's about oh, urban legends oh it's yes. about screaming it's about Psycho. But if the people that wrote Killer Clowns wrote Halloween, it would have been like babysitters being murdered on All Hallows' True. Eve, nineteen. And also would probably like that. Oh, Hallow, Hallow's Eve would be a good name. 
Um, also, what about like, I, I think I think, I think I've proposed this to Eric before and he didn't like it, but I'll just go ahead and segue that way. But the tagline for Halloween is the night he came home. Neither one of you like that because it's, it's it's ambiguous, but it's also yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I never really liked it that much. If I'm being honest, okay. As the title of the movie, I was just proposing it. Yeah, but clearly, bad, I'm in the minority bad. here. No, because it was because it, it reminds me of like the the these pretzels are making me thirsty because it's like the night he came home, and I'm like, yeah. Oh no, I do agree movie? that the emphasis is wrong. It should be the night he came home because the name of the but movie. But that's is Halloween. good to put. I thought it should be the night he came home. The title of the movie, Halloween. I think he emphasized the night wood. he came home. Um, but anyway, the title okay, movie that not be, that that, not that definitely uh, James garnered some more uh, conversation than I thought it the would. Night he came um, home. But anyway, so yeah, we there's no discussion on the next one. We are doing 1978's Halloween, and I think every year we're just going to do like I thought we were doing the night he came home. I thought and we were then, doing the zombies Halloween, and I think I thought we were doing mischievous night, mischievous night, or something. We're oh, we're doing the movie we're doing the movie nineteen the the movie Halloween for the season of Halloween. If we're doing the movie that ninety nine point nine percent of people think of. It is when my they think favorite horror, horror franchise. It's my favorite horror okay. franchise. I'm just saying the title could be the a little OG, bit more the original, the, the original, goat, the and greatest then, of all time. I'm I'm, I'm there, there, giving away wanna, grades there, here. Do, a, do you want to do a bonus one and do Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers? Sure. I could do that one quickly after the fact, but <laughs> we're, we're doing, Halloween we're doing, deserves we're doing a double double feature. Episode. Episode. No, I was I was kidding. Oh, yeah. I know Eric's Halloween give deserves F an minus, entire minus, episode minus, to minus. itself because right. Halloween 1978. We will go title, that great of everything. All right, and okay, perfect. Um, so Halloween, sign us off. Halloween the movie before <laughs> Halloween the season. We will have it out. Okay, Brad. It'll be it'll it'll be published <laughs> on Halloween. Brad, sign us off. I already said, sounds good. Oh, I didn't hear it.